Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Chuchigatri Unlimited Trainworks, our anime podcast. We just celebrated getting the gang back together like two weeks ago on our last episode, and we are already separated again as Trixie is not <laughs> with us this time, but I do have with me John. I am here, yeah, I'm, and I'm happy to be here. And Elvie. I'm here also. So, at least you get three. I guess we always get three, pretty much. Like, we've maintained three throughout our entire duration, I think. Like, Yeah, at the least. least. Yeah. So, hey. It's nice having four now, because it doesn't feel as bad when it's like, oh no, someone's not here or whatever. Like, we really gotta buckle down and get people in or something. Like, it's like, yeah, we're just fine. You know, three's fine. Three's mm-hmm. company. Like the show. Yeah. That's not anime, though, unfortunately. No. So we can't talk about it. Um, but this time we are going to talk about Tomiko Market. Um, LV, you picked yeah, Tomiko Market. I did. Do you want to d- give us a summary? <laughs> the download? Slash yeah. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, um, when we chose this, well, you know, I ended up choosing the final title. Um, you know, basically we, I narrowed it down to, um, yeah, like, you know, why not, like, watch... You know, an assortment of Kyoani titles, especially in response to, like, the unfortunate thing that has happened. And, you know, people are still reeling. So take care of yourself out there, folks who are listening. I know, you know, just to quickly go into that, like, I know, like, more details about the incident and, like, certain names, unfortunately, are being released now to the public at this point. So, yeah, please take care of yourself, right? You know, if you got to mute things, if you got to, like, take a step back and do a digital detox from all those, you know, negative things coming out, um, yeah, do that. Um, so Tamako Market... Um, is a Kyoani joint, um, and it revolves around and focuses on uh, a shopping district in Japan, you know, also known as an arcade, a shopping arcade, um, specifically around the daughter of a mochi shop, you know, the daughter of a family who runs a mochi shop. And yeah, Tamako Market is basically about love and mochi and all the shenanigans <laughs> revolving around the two things. Um, it's... I mean, the best way to describe it is that it is kind of like a slice of life, but there is a subplot um, that kicks the series into, like, you know, that drives the series, essentially. So one day, um, the title character is just just goes to, like, a flower shop in the, you know, in the district, and um, she just finds this weird bird. She finds this weird bird, like, in the packaging, in the bouquet she opens up that she had to get and fetch for something. And this bird, this bird is like a very flamboyant kind of character, claiming to be from this island, from this, yeah, from this South, uh, it's implied to be a Southeast Asian island, I'm not sure, uh, <laughs> I'll go into that later, but this this bird claiming that he has to find um, a bride for his country's prince, and then that kind of skyrockets, like, the events to follow, which in which the bird indirectly affects the characters' lives, and how they think about, like, the circumstances they're in, in very subtle ways, well, not subtle ways, but in very small ways, you know about you know their you know their 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 own insights on love and like their their, their lives currently, for instance, um, you know the main character Tamako, which is the title you know like that connects back to the title, you know she you know there's like um, her childhood friend basically has a crush on her and like you know so, like a lot of the things that happen in the series you know p- pushes him to think about that and like you know thinking about like oh should I confess her etc. And yeah, like the series kind of doesn't really have a main character. You know, Tamako is. Is, well, essentially, is that um, like I think the series as a whole focuses on the whole 
um, community of the shopping district it like as a bigger picture and just how like this bird and like the weird little subplot in regards to finding a bride for the like from where he cut from where he came from um kind of brings all these people together and it's like just a very nice pleasant show about like a community as a whole like i feel like the arcade the shopping district is his own character and i think that's essentially what the series is like the series really is just about um yeah community and family and yeah finding love and mochi so i mean that's my best way of describing it it's it's kind of hard to describe yeah it's kind of hard to describe because so much does happen again like there is the subplot but also it's not that important and i'll go into that a little more i get i guess as we talk about and you know hear everyone else's thoughts um so yeah yeah well i think that's as good an explanation as any really like uh uh, because it is it is I have varying opinions on this show, but yeah. I, I do think it's a good show. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do too. So I'll, you know, go into that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. Uh, John, do you want to drop your takes on it? Because you just, you, you, you're you the most recent person to finish it, right? I, think. I guess, yeah, yeah. I just finished watching it before, we, well, not exactly right before we started recording, but a little bit before we recorded, because I'm your hot lazy. off the press's take? Like. <sighs> um, well... I don't want to, I feel like I am maybe going to be a little negative here. I guess I'll just start off by saying I don't hate the show. I like some of the characters, but I don't really feel like there's anything going on for 90% of that show. Mm -hmm. And then the 10% of the show that there is something going on, like half of that is just kind of dumb. Um, I, 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 it was just like really meandering constantly. And I guess I understand that that is like the point of the show. It is very much just watch these characters interact. Nothing really awful is going to happen to them. Like, and I'm not, and I'm not like, oh man, some shit has to go down in Tamako market. Like I'm not waiting for like a fucking hostage situation or some shit, you know, like I'm not, I'm not crazy, but I'm just sitting there like, nothing happens there's like no character development whatsoever like nobody changes at all from the beginning of that show to the end there's like no conflict except for in like two episodes which were like the two good episodes the two episodes that i liked were the episodes that were not at all focused on tamako at Mm -hmm. all it was the episode about i think shiori who's the girl with the glasses yeah yeah Uh uh-huh that episode was really good because it it actually had a conflict and it was about like introducing this character to the group. But then after that, she doesn't do anything. <laughs> she just gets hit on by the bird and that's it. And then the other episode that I liked was the episode where they were trying to plan the baton uh, thing. Their like little um, re- uh, recital. Yeah. The end of year, like for the culture. Yeah. Festival. And that was a good one because again, there was a conflict. There was, the I don't remember the girl's name, but there was the like more popular girl who was upset because she was putting all the work on her own shoulders. Like Midori, and yeah, Midori. Midori oh, I have, yeah. yeah, I have a lot to say about Midori also. Um, but keep going. Sure. Yeah. I I just I liked a lot of the supporting cast. Um, I could see potential in the more main characters, but I just. I just didn't really like it on the... I mean, I didn't... 
I wasn't as into it as I, I felt like I would have been based on how much some people were talking it up. Yeah, and 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 then at the same time, like like that last episode, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. The last episode was like really bad. I thought it was really poorly paced. Um, like it is. So, like okay, I guess I could talk about it. So the the, the like I guess quote unquote main plot that comes in mm-hmm. is that it turns out that Tamako like meets the criteria to be married to this prince from an island um and that like that is where the bird is from um that is where uh the choi the girl that uh like comes to meet up with the bird is from and so then the prince is also there and you know she meets the criteria and then everyone just kind of immediately just decides oh so she must be leaving oh she must be going she must want to do this when nobody has talked to tamako at all and she like hasn't even expressed anything she hasn't even expressed like being wishy-washy about it like everyone just decided that she wanted this and then it takes the entire episode for her to be like no it's just, it's so baffling. Like, I, I don't, like, no, like, so many people in this show do not act like people. And it's just so weird, and it just makes the plot, like, feel contrived. I, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. I Like I said, I, I liked some of it. I liked some of the character interactions. I liked some of the characters, but they were mostly the side characters. Um, and it, it's really beautifully animated. It has great music. Um, but that's, yeah, that's, that's how I feel about it. Do you want to talk about stuff, LV, or do you want me to go? Oh, no, you should uh, go next, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I, I will absolutely agree that the first thing that I thought of was how wonderful the animation is. Um, oh, how the animation is just, like, really fantastic and, uh, like, the whole soundtrack is also really, really good, even just the music that they wrote for the sake of plot points in that show, like the uh, cute little song that the dad wrote for the mom yeah. or whatever. I really like that. Um, but uh, it's... Um, I have a lot of the same problems as John, I think. Um, one of the main things is I loved the Shiori episode, like he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I wish Shiori showed up more, I guess, because like every time after she shows up that first time, it uh, it's just sort of like she's there as opposed to like it, it, after the end of her episode, you'd expect them to just become friends after that, or like at the very least have like Shiori around because I really thought like she acted like really like like a shy girl would, like just normal, like you know, like trying to like psych herself up to be like friends with these people or whatever after like seeming like aloof and like mean or something like that mm-hmm. at first to them. Uh, and I really liked that. Um, it reminded me of like uh, the stuff I like from K-On and stuff like that. Um, to use K-On as an example, I kind of wish the show was more like K-On. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, something that I was expecting the show to do that they sort of did, but not really enough, was like in the first episode, they introduced pretty much all of the main, all of the characters you're going to see for the most part in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of like Choi and... Uh, the prince later on they introduced pretty much everyone 
And, like, I thought, like, okay, so is this going to be, like, a show where, like, each episode, especially after Shiori episode, they're going to examine, like, a member of this market or something like that and have, like, some introspection into, like, what makes them do what they do or whatever or, like, some sort of conflict they're going through or whatever or something like that. And I was like, I would be into that, but, like, it doesn't. And I feel like the main flaw that the show has is it doesn't really have a driving force that's, like... It doesn't really have a driving force. Like, uh, you said the, the subplot about uh, Tamamo getting married. Uh, Tamamo. I keep calling her Tamamo because of fate. <laughs> oh, no. But, but, but the, the subplot about Tamako getting married, uh, it's not a very good plot line. And um, the fact that it doesn't, like, it hardly intersects with the uh, relationship that is brought up, like, in the first few episodes, extremely so, uh, between Tamako and, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mochizo. Mochizo. Mochizo, yeah. Mochizo, yeah, because he's yeah. named after Mochi. <laughs> and the other Mochi. one is Mochi, Mochimazo or uh-huh. something, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mochimazo. Yeah. That's the bird, but, yeah. But her and Mochizo, it's like, you expect, like, that to be, like, the moment where, like, oh, like, there's a conflict or whatever, and they can, like, maybe talk to each other and have a serious discussion, but, like, nothing like that happens. Like, mm-hmm. the whole plot line with that stuff is resolved, like... I mean, it's resolved before it's even started, because Tamako's like... Uh, okay, I did it right that time. I almost... I second-guessed <laughs> myself. <laughs> so Tamako, uh, Tamako's, like, immediately, like, oh, no, I'm not gonna do that, or whatever. Uh-huh. And then, like all of these weird conflicts sprout up about it. Like, oh, the dad thinks she really is going to go do it or something like that. And it's just like, I don't get it. I, and like, um, I don't know. There's a couple episodes also where Tomiko just sort of acts like a, like manic pixie dream girl style thing. Like, oh, we're going to do this crazy thing and mix up stuff. And then like, just does that to a random person every episode or mm-hmm. something like that. And it's just always like, okay <laughs> like i i don't know if it, it feels like i i there are like a lot of deep moments in the show that i really liked like i liked the episode about the father um where it was like going over like something that had been referenced earlier where like tomiko was trying to remember the song or something and it's revealed like oh it was a love song that the dad wrote or whatever i thought that was really cute like that whole setup around that episode but then like that's the most depth you get and it doesn't like mm-hmm. like they don't go deep into like okay why are the pe- why is everyone doing what they're doing what is like why are the people like feeling this way or whatever like nothing really gets resolved i heard the, the relationship between uh, mochizo and tamako gets resolved in the movie mm-hmm. i guess for the most part um i'll probably watch that at some point but like in the series as is it like it really felt like they just didn't want to resolve anything a lot of the time um, mm-hmm. which is what you could say is a metaphor for life in general and life doesn't always get resolved but like I don't know like if a lot of the time like John said it I didn't feel like they were acting like very much like people like just sort of like objects of the plot and uh, that's something that I definitely wish was better because like I really like Kaon, um a lot and I think that Kaon succeeded because it had like a ton of focus on each individual girl whereas I feel like this didn't have enough of a focus on any individual person or like even the people that it focused on like I think Shiori is pos- probably the best bet for it like the person who got the most like development and everything but like 
yeah. I, I, I just sort of wish it was, like, K-On, I guess. It's funny that you mention that, because this was made by the exact pair of women who made K-On, and that's I interesting. I know, that's what shocked me so, when I was, like, looking it up. <laughs> the same character, does, yeah, every, the same writer, the same character. And that's yeah. I, and I, I think the stark difference really is that um, I don't recall Kyo Animation actually doing an original like anime at all Tamaka Market is not based on any source material K-On is though um, yeah, so this sure. is clear I think where and I actually do agree with like both of you like the flaws that the series has I definitely agree and I think this is like a common um, the problem where the characters don't feel developed is like a common uh, criticism I've seen about the criticism of the show it's, it's interesting this show actually does like have a huge divide I think about that like yeah, yeah when like, I was looking it up, up it yeah. seemed like a yeah uh-huh. um yeah, so I'll go into say that no, yeah, I do agree. Like with like majority of flaws, like I think the me personally, my most disliked episode was the episode with the haunted house and stuff. Like everyone was just stupid yeah. for no reason. Like, I know, like on? I don't know what that was. That was, was really very weird. Strange. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm not gonna go into that, but the whole thing where the where the flower shop owner, who I love, um, <laughs> just going in the freezer for some reason, and they're like, "Oh, why did the flowers?" That was very strange. But it was uh, such a weird episode. <laughs> it was so strange. No one, no one was thinking straight at all in that episode. And it takes like Hana, who I think is the best girl in the series, like the architect, like obsessed girl, and she's just very strange and eccentric. And she's like, she, I think she's the best girl, like, you know, who's like, oh yeah, the locker like across from me is like broken. I, I I'm, I'm so bothered by. It. I need to fix this. She's, uh, she's lovely. Um, oh yeah, she's like far and away the best character. She, like yeah. every, 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 every one of her like she also has like sense. Hilarious. Yeah, she's like somehow the smartest one too. Like I. <laughs> She somehow has, like, an insight that no one else has for some reason while everyone else is aloof, where she seems to be the aloof one, but she's not, actually. And, like, um, no, yeah, I do agree. Like, the series opens up a lot of, like, plot threads and development threads, but doesn't necessarily go far enough in terms of, like, actually developing them. Um, Like, I I personally think... um, you know, compared to Shiar, I think the most developed character is the little sister. Um, who, oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, probably. Who, yeah, who who herself kind of has like a deeper insight compared to everyone else, and like the whole thing where, um, yeah, she's actually explored. She's explored way more than Tamako herself, and that's like a problem. Um, she she has this whole thing about wanting to grow up, and she doesn't want to be treated like a t- child anymore. Like the whole thing where p- she hates people calling her by her nickname, etc. And then like she she eventually reveals and cues in that like she has this crush on this this boy that's moving away and that i think that was like that was like a very nice episode you know it was a very slow episode but i thought that was a very nice thing like exploring you know like how she's very awkward and she can't you know fess up to the fact that she's you know even though she wants to be the mature one um you know she she herself recognizes her older sister is like a little childish and more naive than her um she still is a child herself and she can't she can't fess up and be honest about her own feelings. And I think that's, like, a big... She she kind of, I feel like, exemplified, like, a big thing the show is trying to do. Like, you know, it's, it's a whole thing about, like, all these people don't know how to fess up to your feelings or, like, they have their own, like, problems when it comes to confronting yeah. love, whether romantic or non-romantic love. And I think the little sister was, like, a great example of, like, what the show was trying to tackle, but it kind of fell flat with a lot of the characters. And I agree. I, like, wish the show was more sporadic with its character focus because a lot of times I felt like it was just like 
trying too much to focus on Tamako, where I was like, no, I would think I would benefit a lot if, like, I knew more about, like, Sayori, the hot spring girl who kind of just disappeared because, like, oh, I'm getting married. And there was that whole sad thing where, like, one of the shopkeepers had a crush on her and he learned to, like, have to... And I'm like, wow, like, that's really sad. I wish I kind of explored those characters more. I wish I knew who this man was, I guess, right? (laughs) Besides him having an afro and a chick in it, right? Like, okay, okay, that's an interesting character design. Like, there's a lot of, like, lovely, like, characters, like, in this shopping arcade, but... The only thing I know about them is like from a very exter- you know, a very surface level, like how much yeah. Tomiko knows about it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the old lady that runs the meat shop. It's, yeah, and none of them really have names either, you know, or like they do have names. Um, like the flower shop owner is Karusan, as referred to, and yeah, like th- that definitely is the show's problem. And I think like this problem is definitely exemplified, which with the character Midori, who I'm going to go into now specifically, who you know they. They tried, and I don't know if people got this, but Midori, like, you know, second episode, Midori's trying to confront her feelings that she might be gay and has feelings for Tamako, possibly. And they they kind of don't really go, like, yeah. deep into that enough where, like, it's too ambiguous. It's, you know, like, like you know, you go into second yeah, episode, first like feeling, like, too confused. ambiguous. You're like, confused. Exactly, it's like, why yeah. is she, like, just running away to the, the cat? Oh, oh, first, oh, well, another cool character. I like the record shop cafe owner. He's. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do he's appreciate great. his like. <laughs> yeah, his weird like. Yeah, like oh, we have the weird esoteric old guy that like people, yeah. everyone runs to. Like I appreciate that. So yeah, he's another cool one. Yeah, again, like my favorite characters are the supporting characters, which is, you know, clear. It's like they feel more. They feel like they have more to do with them, despite the fact we're not exploring them, which is a shame because I think that's what the show would have been from. Like, we should ex- be exploring these like characters with very like interesting traits about them, interesting roles they set for themselves. That like you know, like like the record shop owner, like etc. Yeah. But yeah, Midori like, is like, oh wow, there's like a lot going on with her, but they don't quite like they're not consistent with it. There's another episode where, like, you know, like, you know, she's like butting heads with Mochizo, which she she knows that Mochizo has a crush on Tamako, and she like is not being upfront with him about the fact that like she herself kind of has these like this infatuation, and but you know, Mochizo just thinks she's weird and she's being like, um, you know, she's just being a friend, air quote, you know. But it's not really. I don't think it's written well enough, or like it's 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 um, conveyed well enough where it reads as like, oh, she's going through this like. She's going through this wave of emotions that's clearly romantic. It's um, like I think the only, the best times where this is like I think conveyed is whenever she, she interacts with Kana. You know, again the obs- weird uh, like eccentric obs- architect, like mathematical obsessed girl, the very eccentric girl. The, um, you know, Kana seems to be the, like the one who knows for a fact Midori has feelings for her friend. Um, and like it's those moments where like I think one line in particular I remember like I think it yeah again this was the second episode where like Midori is like the focus on the Valentine's Day episode which was very cute actually um, you know Kana's like nudging her saying you know love um, love can be with anyone and that's the only time where it kind of affirms like the viewer's perception like oh like Midori has like gay you know is, is, might be gay you know but other than that again like it has this pro- the series does have this problem where it doesn't like carry those like moments um throughout the series and like as if that thing never happened um and yeah i agree like the whole thing with shiora for instance that's not really carried off she kind of like after that episode she just kind of becomes another background character she's not really as active in the group as everyone else i mean she does show up in the friend group like here and there um but otherwise, uh, yeah, like I think that's I think that that definitely is the biggest problem with the show. 
I, I don't know. It might just be me coming from, from, to it as as a straight dude, but I definitely and it, when whenever there was the scenes with Midori. I kept flip-flopping between, like, does this show want me to think that she is into Tamako or Mochizo? Like, I kept thinking, like, like there would be a scene where it seemed like she was, like, jealous about Tamako, but then there would be, like, a scene, like, in the same episode where it kind of seemed like she was, like, trying to figure out if she was into him. Uh-huh. Like, it was really weird. Like, I like like, like at one moment I'd be like, are they trying to say that she's into girls she's into tomiko and then like later on like there was like a scene where they were like sitting next to each other at the beach or something and there was like this weird like there was like it felt like they were trying to make chemistry between them and i was like i don't know why they're trying to do this because they just tried to like like, yeah i think it it could be part of her grappling i guess it was like i i i think i guess like just to agree with elfie that just because it, it was so like weirdly written that I kind of feel like, you know, if it is if it is supposed to be her like trying to figure out if she is into girls or not, it do- it almost doesn't come across that way. It just feels like she's like trying like it just feels like she's trying to figure out if she wants to date this boy or like disappoint her friend well, or some shit. Like I, it's just it's all over the place. I I think the only thing that really clued me into what they were trying to do specifically was, like, literally the first time Midori is introduced, they specifically go out of their way to be like, oh, it's Valentine's Day, Midori gets chocolates from boys and girls, and Midori was Mm -hmm. like, ha, 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 and I was like, "Uh Um, Mm uh-huh, so that's my only... Yeah, yeah. and again, her interactions with Kana um, directly, like, Kana's always, like, bringing up this weird subtext of, like, you know, Midori... Yeah, you can love anyone, wink, wink, yeah. right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, you know, I, I, and I understand. Like, I, I think, like, they didn't know how, you know, like, I think they didn't know how to handle this. I think this is something they really Which, wanted, but they, they just held back because, they, of course, they were probably afraid of the reception of it. I wouldn't be surprised. But, but also, like, have it was you also seen K-On? Yeah, I know. K-On is, like, <laughs> like, teeming with sapphic energy, but, like, I <laughs> I, I I don't yeah again this is one of those things where I think this is just another flaw of the show like there definitely is like huge character writing problems with, with specific characters I personally feel like I don't think like it encompasses like as a whole again I feel yeah, like the no. supporting characters were the best part interestingly enough mm-hmm. um, uh, what when you were talking about uh, on on, I'll I'll go by her what she wants yeah yeah respect on. respect on's wishes uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the uh, the actual episode that I did not like the mo- I didn't like the Halloween haunted house yeah again episode. everyone was just stupid like what was but didn't make sense I didn't like the episode where she was going to go to the museum and the festivals happening uh-huh. either oh. mm-hmm. because it felt so the whole thing felt very forced with what they were trying to do like I appreciated yeah. what they were trying to do mm-hmm. with like her grappling with like trying to like figure out her own feelings but like everyone else in that episode and even her at the end were acting like aliens from like like specifically like a her father being like no you have to work or whatever Mm -hmm. um and then it's like revealed later that she didn't have to at all Mm -hmm. actually and it's like okay and Mm -hmm. then also like 
all of the like all these people just coming in all, at whatever and be like oh yeah you can do it anyways and then her randomly getting involved with this other tiny girl and all of a sudden like investing all of her time into this tiny girl at the end and being like i guess i love festivals after all it's like <laughs> it just felt so like yeah i i it felt like that's a it could have been an interesting thing to approach like the way a child like interfaces with events like that right mm-hmm. where like ultimately a child may like an event or something like that but they're convinced they want to like something else or whatever they're convinced that they don't like it or something and we're grappling with that could be interesting but instead they don't even go into that they just have like random events happen and then at the end she just is like i learned this valuable lesson at the end like I, and I it think- just sort of like yeah. Yeah, I think the big. I, so what I got from that episode, and I, I think again, this is not a recurring theme of the show. Like I think a big part with on is that like her, her wanting to mature and all that, and like you know so to speak, and like I think how she kind of views her sister in a negative and like kind of dismissive way. It's like I think she all there's also this like big theme of the series about like family and running away from family and running away from tradition. So like there's also like a huge thing about. Um, you know, the two dot like, Anna's very young, you know, and, that, like, that's something not really common, you know, like, America, like, you know, Anna's, like, when their mother passed away, like, it, like, it's a mentioned thing where Tamago literally, as a, just a kid, she literally had to jump in and start working because their, her, their mom passed away, and yeah. I think a big thing with Anna specifically is that she wants to grow up, but also it's kind of connected with the fact that she kind of doesn't want to stick around, probably, and she wants to eventually, like, find her own autonomy and do her own thing, like, separate from the shop, and I think the Anko thing is also because, like, Uncle is actually a reference to red bean paste, so she also is named after like a mochi related thing. So that's also why. Um, so it's like a, I think what that episode with the festival in particular was like. It's it, it's not just a festival per se, but it was kind of like a metaphor for her just not liking or or unable. Like she she has a hard time appreciating kind of like these old traditions and like the stuff her family commits to because she just wants to do her own thing. But I do agree. It's like she kind of just submitted to that and she didn't really. Yeah, like it, it, it didn't, it didn't, it, it turned out to not be a problem in the end, and unfortunately, it just kind of. Like I got what they, I got what they were trying to do with the little girl because she has the dream and the memory in the beginning where she's like, oh yeah, she did, she had to do this too with the whole shrine procession and all, where she had to dress up, as like, the thing, and you know, she just meets this little girl where, oh yeah, that that was like me back then. Like, you know, I don't want to break this little girl's spirits because I have a different perspective now being much older, but yeah, I agree. It was kind of sloppy and I don't think we needed another on episode, which goes back to the fact that I think there should have been a better spread when it comes to focusing on different characters. Yeah. Cause we kind of, I felt like, I felt like we got on enough with that one episode where the boy was being, was moving away. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Th- that's all we needed. Like, I feel like I, I, my problem with this episode was like, it was a rehash of like that already, you know, those same themes. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, you, to, to follow up on that, like, you know, who could have used an episode is a uh, Sire and her father. And yes. That yeah. Man. Yeah. Because like, that's all that stuff that all happens in the background like specifically like that the father is shown being like depressed almost yeah that she's that getting she married but and we don't know who and, these people are <laughs> yeah like he just goes to a bar and has this massive fucking bottle <laughs> this comically sized <laughs> bottle that this man pulls out mm-hmm. and like i was like this is a good scene but i don't I don't know who this I, man yeah, is. I don't, I don't, like, yeah, I, I, I have sympathy in that moment, but I don't have a sympathy, like, carried over because I knew enough about them to care. Exactly, um, yeah. like, yeah. 
And again, like the whole thing with, you know, the other shopkeeper who had a crush on her. And then, you know, he had to accept the fact that like, oh, she's going to move away. And she's, she found another, you know, and she, she's giving her love to another guy who's not him. You know, like I, I was like, oh, wow, that's sad. But like, I don't know enough about this character or I never seen this character in a serious light, you know, like to, to, to really feel that, like feel that moment, you know? It's especially weird with that man because that man's entire character up to that point is just him being like, oh, bless you, I have a crush. Like, that's yeah, it. That's all yeah. he does. And then they're like, really, their <laughs> only like, thing that they do with him is break his break heart. It. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> it's so weird. It's uh-huh. just weird. And that's uh-huh. how I feel about a lot of the characters in this yeah, show. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I, I would have been crazy about a show, I think, that if this show had legitimately focused on each individual or, like, even just a lot of the individuals or something like mm-hmm. that. I, I, it just felt like it didn't know what it was doing a lot of yeah. the time. And I, I might say that since this is, was this Keoni's first original thing? Um, I, I, I believe so. Yeah. I think it's their first well, completely original thing without, yeah, it's their mm. first original thing. Okay. that was not an adaptation of something previously existing. Yes. Then I will at least say that I think one of Keoni's strengths just from all of the things that I love that they have made is that they know how to adapt something and make it better, mm-hmm. like straight up every time. Like, Kaon is better than the. I mean, guess they're different, you know. But like, uh, the the best example being Dragon Maid is like hands down, like oh yeah, seven yeah. million times better right, than right. source material. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And um, like even stuff like um, uh, oh, I can't even remember. They adapted a lot of the. Um, I would say my yeah my introduction with Kaon is like oh, pretty uh, early. They adapted a lot of the key visual novels, and right, I think yeah. they did like I think they did a good job with those. They, they, they you know they were long series, but they compacted them in a nice concise way. Where like yeah, I don't have to play this, and I think I have a good idea of like what this thing is. Like right. they weren't they didn't they didn't feel convoluted. Um, I mean, and they especially also like I think like it was Aaron Can I think it was only canon. Like they they it was like a second adaptation of that anime. And like, I think the original Canon anime was infamously known for the bad art, like with the, <laughs> with yeah. the really big like anime eyes that didn't look good, especially, but yeah, I think that was my first introduction to them. And I, well, I didn't really, I didn't realize they did actually full metal panic actually at, uh, at that point in time. Either. Oh really? I they didn't did. know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't think, um, I don't think the original full metal panic, they did the sequels. Um, oh, yeah, okay. So. Okay. All right. Um, like Fumu, Fumu, but, uh, like Tamako Market is indeed their first original. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah. like, even uh, something that I, I was going to say also is that uh, Hibike Euphonium, um, what they did with that is, like, they, they basically just made, like, Yuri, a, a series that was notorious for its, like, Yuri baiting mm-hmm. style of stuff, and they ended up, like, going legit with it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. legitimately going for it. And, like, yeah, like, I, 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 was, I was being told about how, like, uh, in the books or something for uh, Sound Euphonium, I guess I'll say uh, she um, she dates this dude or whatever. She ends up dating this dude, and like everyone who read the books was like, "Oh, this dude sucks" or whatever. So then they just have him like they start dating and then immediately break up, I guess, in the movie or something that mm. Kiyoani made. And I think that's like like that's like a really smart idea to be like, okay, so like we're adapting this, and this happened in the book, but what if, what if? And that's a good thing that they did. And I feel like maybe a problem that this series has is it was their first foray into original written stuff especially for that team mm-hmm. uh looking at what else they've made like and maybe it was just like yeah like it's very different to create something from nothing than it is to create something out of something else 
What I would say that makes the series similar to the things they have da- adapted, like all the series they have, you know, ever, you know, tackled, you know, adapted, like they all have large casts of characters, and I can see them. Kind yeah. of, they emulated that same structure in the series, and I think that was the big problem. I think, like, like to to like this, to like write and like create something that has like a concise cast of characters where it doesn't become convoluted or like obnoxious, like to the point where you end up focusing on like one. You you focus only on a few set of characters. Like, so what's the point of all these characters? Which is, I feel like, what kind of happened with Tomoko Market. Like, I, I I think they wanted to emulate kind of like what were the good things about their other series, but but they were doing it from scratch this time. Yeah, um, and also the other series had more time to like actually like write out that stuff. You know, yeah. like for like, Kon was like a weekly like coma. It's like a four coma, right, mm-hmm. or something, or an eight, yeah. whatever. Like, and that being like, oh yeah, like they have time to introduce the ideas that they want to and like flesh out characters and spend time on individual ones. Whereas this is just, this is a 12 episode thing that is airing all at once. And back then I don't think Kyo Annie had the, uh, we did it in advance thing that they do nowadays. Uh, so that's, uh, like it, they probably just didn't have that much time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, like, I think it's especially telling with like, um, yeah, the the Dara bird and the the island, like the the whole bride supply, it, like it's not, it, it just it like it the show is marketed where that's like a big thing, but it's liter- it literally doesn't actually get explored until like a very late point in the series, and that kind of I, that's just like at that point it's like why did this need to be here, you know? Uh, yeah, you it know, didn't need to be there. Dara is the worst part of this show. I think. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Like. He's I well animated, want, like, I would say. Like, I, I appreciate. He's very how, well animated. I appreciate how he literally is like a weird visual metaphor to the mochi. Um, yeah. Like, very soft and you know, and then like they're constantly just physically abusing him and throwing him around. I like. I thought, yeah, like the whole thing where the badminton club was like, no, bat- baton club. Sorry. Yeah. Like, they were just like beating him up. That was that was a little that was a little fun, but. The thing that gets me about him is two things. One. Yeah. I was expecting him to get some sort of development at the end. He no. did not. No, of course not. <laughs> well, nobody did. A little bit. Did he? A little bit. Like, I was expecting a little more, but there were multiple times where I saw him, like, go off to be with the, the dad or something like that, and I was expecting him to say something way more deep than he actually said or something uh-huh. like that, and he was just being a weirdo. I, I, sa- I said nobody did, not he did. Oh, I, I'm just I like, yeah. Said- like, <laughs> No, no. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, like I was saying earlier, like everyone's really static in the show. But like, yeah, like I just expected him to get better. And also, like, the real problem that I had with him is that, like, all of a sudden, like three quarters of the way through the series, he just becomes the fat joke. Like he mm-hmm. kind of yeah. was a little bit, and then they just go hard in yeah, on it, it became nonstop. Too much. It was like, uh, we to get the it. point of like, oh yeah, we're starving this bird now uh, or whatever. Which like, also didn't make sense, but. <laughs> you no, know, and they were just being like horrible. Like the, the, I actually really like that scene because Tomiko's grandfather does the first thing he does in the entire series, yeah, which uh-huh. is like sneak food to this bird and be like, "It's yeah. not good to like do something like that." And they're all like, "Grandpa, you're a villain," or whatever. And I was like, "No." <laughs> I just didn't like like that whole direction. Just felt like very like ru- like his presence just felt like rude. I guess just like abrasive in this environment that was generally not very abrasive like even when like Tamako's father was like going yelling and stuff like that it was just like oh you like you're doing this or whatever but like everything around Dara was just like oh my god this yeah is just, like, it's, it's funny like anger. Dara, yeah it's funny Dara like essentially 
um, yeah, again, so, again, like skyrockets. What's supposed to be what, what was supposed to be like the, the this main conflict, the plot about like oh we need to find a bride, etc. Cetera, et cetera. And it's like you time ago, but then Dara also ironically like triggers like this weird negative feelings in the market that I don't think existed prior to him being there. Like, like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Dara is Dara is strange. Um, Dara is strange. And I guess I guess to segue into like. The fact that this, you know, I don't think you two saw the movie, but the movie, um, I feel like, resolves a lot of the problems we're talking about now. And that, it's unfortunate it's a separate movie, right? It's like, you know, I feel, <laughs> but I guess also, um, the movie's a great example, I think, of like the learning experience they probably gained from making the series with the flaws it has. Because this, you know, and like, you don't need to, you don't need to um, watch the series to get the movie. I think the movie's very self-contained. It does minor references to Dara and all those events, but they're not even in the movie really. Um, like the movie's more like a, like a straightforward, like romance drama that actually does explore Tamako, Machiza, Midori, even it actually goes into that, like in a better, more concise way that I think it failed to properly live up to in the series and kind of left it hanging. And I think the movie does resolve that. Like if you, if you read up on it, like a lot of people love the movie, but don't like the series, you know, or like vice versa. There's actually, there's like two sides. People, there's some people who like the series more than the movie, you know, and they, it does feel like a very totally different thing. It feels, it feels less silly, you know, in both the bad and good ways, you know, the series is silly, but it also, it still, it still keeps up with like, I, I think it, I think it performs and conveys the themes that the series wanted to do in like a stronger way. And in some regards, I think it, I, I think the series ended up succeeding in its film format than like it did as the series it initially was, um, you know? So I do highly recommend for anyone who hasn't seen it, because I think the movie does wrap up the series in a way that it unfortunately, I think didn't do it in the 12 episode format it was, but do highly recommend. Um, but yeah, on, you know, on the good points, yeah, the series is like beautiful, and like Kyoani has like researched, I think, a lot in regards to like emoji shop and like a lot of these traditional shopping arcades that do still exist, and in a way are kind of coming back, you know, even in the states, like yeah. bringing back like a lot of like these, well, not bringing back because like, the states didn't really have it, but like you know, like bringing like a lot of these multi-market situations that I think are cool and fascinating um, to explore. That's. That's something that Kiyoani always does that yeah. I've always appreciated. Is yeah. the amount of research that they do is absolutely insane. Yeah. Like I, 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 I mean, Kiyosa Giga may be the other one that I can yeah. think of <laughs> that we've watched recently that like yeah. they did so much research into. But like Kiyoani always does. Like yeah. I mean, Kiyoani's the one where you always see like the oh here's the real life location yeah, from this. Here's this photograph. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think it was a series where I learned about, like, oh, yeah, they actually collaborate a lot with the Kyoto Museum a lot. And yeah. the Kyoto Museum actually is doing, like, a screening of their films, like, in September. So if you're in Japan, <laughs> there you go. Um, but, yeah, Tamaka Market, man. Um, but do you highly recommend watching the film? Because I think that I will. they're very different. And it, it's it's a lot. They even do, they even actually explore Kana a little bit. Um Oh, but it's and it, but the film suffers again. But the film's flaws they don't they they literally do leave Shiori in the bus I think under the bus. Oh. Shiori's just like yeah, it's, it's a that shame. sucks because I really like her. I think yeah. she's probably my favorite. Yeah, but um. the film definitely explores the main you know high schoolers and like the the sort of unresolved threads that they just kind of I think fail to really go you know properly resolve in the series. I yeah, you know what I and it's really, really gorgeous, wanted. huh? I really wanted the dad and the and Mochizu's dad mm-hmm. to like 
marry each other. <laughs> like, that's what I really wanted. I wanted some sort of reckoning between those mm-hmm. two where it's revealed like they actually I want, like I, each yeah, other. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed the... the the first episode was really good. Like it was really promising. Like I enjoyed the whole setup of like, oh yeah, these two feuding families yeah. like, over a mochi shop, and like, oh yeah, and the 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 trope of like, oh yeah, but then their kids are like are kind of have this romantic link and they like each other, but then the two families are feuding. I like love that trope, and then like I, it wasn't really care- besides the dads fighting here and there. That was like that that was yeah. a good gag, but then like the trope of the the two you know, main rhetorical, like, characters that are supposed to be romantic, like, that wasn't really, I think, held up strongly. Like, I enjoyed yeah. the whole dynamic with their, like, oh, yeah, they have a cute, like, cup phone call thing they do and have done since kids. But, yeah, like, other than that, like, it, it was just kind of, it was, yeah, like, it, it, it was just weird. Mochizo has this whole crush thing on Tomiko. And then, again, the whole problem with Midori, that was already a conversation we had. Like, whereas that's, it's kind of barely brought up enough in the series where it's like, okay, what's the point of this, right? It's not even... It's not even like it didn't need you know it didn't need to have closure at the end like it could have been an unresolved thing but it yeah. wasn't brought up enough like again towards the end that it was like what was the point of that happening right so yeah there are otherwise like a lot of good funny like isolated moments I think but right as a whole I think the series trying to tackle like a serious narrative and like like holding it throughout all twelve episodes it, it definitely faltered a lot and like there were just so many good potential things that I think like. You know, if there was a second take of this, I think it could have been much better, right? Or like, if there was like, Absolutely. if there was more time on this to probably like polish up the writing, like you know, like hey, yeah, let's I mean, actually think about arcs, which I guess didn't happen, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. And I think, and again, like you know, just to push watching the film, I think the film was like a good, like, I, I think a good promise of like, yeah, this is like our second take on this story. Yeah, um, I was gonna say like yeah, exactly like after it seems some like time, I- yeah. You know, let's yeah. About the movie yeah, especially be, that, yeah, especially yeah. with the fact that literally the whole prince and Dara thing is not is it's non-existent in the film. Like it's referenced, but it's non-existent. You don't need to watch the series for this. I mean, there are things in the series that happen that are brought up in the film that I think are important to know about because, like, the whole thing with the mother song is an important thing in the mo- in the film. As if you know, when you go watch it, but. Yeah, the film feels like an apology for the series. Well, not an apology per se, <laughs> but like the film definitely feels like, yeah, let you know, take two, let's explore these this these concept concepts again, and let's explore like the things that are strong about what we were trying to do. So, <laughs> well, John, I know she's not here, but she did leave us our fourth member, Trixie, yeah, left us um, her thoughts. Do you want to read us them? out so that she can join in here <laughs> absolutely yes uh so here we go here is from the one the only trixie the tamako market thoughts tamako market is a very vivid and imaginative show among the more unusual in kiyowani's repertoire it's a wonderful slice of life with a fantastic character dynamic that plays off of each other so well you can't help but smile along the joy of everyday life and its incidental worries especially around love make for a great backdrop to let these characters develop and grow. I'd be shocked to think of anyone who's down on the cast that makes up the vibrant Usagiyama shopping district. Everyone's look, I'm like, I'm doing the little office uh, camera. Well, right we now. weren't down on them, really. We were more down <laughs> that they didn't get more, right? Because we wanted to see more. Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, the voice acting in this series can't be praised enough as well, with most characters really bringing charm. Yeah, it was good. Sorry. Keep going. (laughs) 
with most characters really bringing charm and passion to their performances, even if their characters are more reserved. On the other hand, I feel like quite a bit of one's taste of the show lar- depends largely on Dara and to an extent Choi and Mecha. Mecha. Is it Mecha? Mecha? I don't it's, remember. It was Mecha, I think. Mecha, okay. Yeah. The signature mascot character, and also a horny one at that, he hams up whatever scene he's in and will never consider being anything less than extra all the time. He grew on me around the halfway point, but for anyone who can't get on board with him, the show may end up being a stumbling mess due to how heavily involved he's in, and how his side plot eventually folds into the main story's plot. Yeah, like, one thing that really got me about, not to interrupt Trixie here, metaphorically, but like, the, the, the... did they really have to reuse the bit where he's sneaking into the ladies' hot springs like four times? Do they have to do that? Because it was just sort of like, I get it, guys. It's a little horny weasel. Uh. <laughs> uh, Choi and Mecca played off everyone else so well that I didn't mind it much, but it's definitely debatable. It's a show that is worth rewatching, in my opinion. A number of character and plot moments are fairly subdued for how upbeat the show is, and the gradual way both some supporting characters and even main ones like Dara can grow on you makes it worth seeing a second time. Trixie did tell us that she watched this twice mm-hmm. during, over the month. So <laughs> This month? Like, that's wild to me. You're off the shits, Trixie, but we love you. Um, <laughs> Tamako Love Story, the movie, however, is nothing less than perfect. Having watched it a while ago before even considering the show and rewatching it twice in the past month, she watched both twice mm-hmm. in the past month. <laughs> wow. I can attest to both how wonderfully crafted it is and how standalone it is for anyone remotely interested in checking it out. It's almost entirely absent of Dara, Choi, or Mecha, save for a short special at the beginning and one very quick cameo. The film laser focuses on its two stars, Tamako and Mochizo, in a story about misunderstandings, temporary connections, and Mochi. While the laser focus comes at the cost of minimizing much character development for the supporting cast, they still play off of each other so well and fit so seamlessly into the plot that you hardly notice it. The cinematography is to die for, the music is gorgeously done, the animation improves on the show, and Naoko Yamada proves for anyone who has doubts that she is a top-tier director. Mm -hmm. Even if you aren't into the show much, the movie cannot be recommended enough. Mm -hmm. Midori and Kana are the best characters. Uh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Kana definitely. I yeah, that's a very solid, I think, accurate um piece on the film, especially like um I I, I like I, I do agree like I I don't know about the film being perfect because again, I feel like it still depends on knowing a little bit of the 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 series. Like I if it was more mm-hmm. if it was really completely rid of the Dara reference, I think it would be definitely like a great self-contained thing. But the film, yeah, I think the film does a lot, I think, in terms of filling the gaps that, uh, that you know, certain criticisms of the series has. I think, I think mm. the series could have benefited from being longer. I don't know. I th- like, you know, that's an opinion I rarely yeah. have. Like, if it's stretched out, like, a lot of these episodes, and in between, there were more, like, yeah, like, I think this is one of those series where it could have been uh, more successful. I mean, well, it is successful, but, like, it, like, it could have been better, I think, if it was longer. Um I would say there's definitely specific, yeah, again, it's, like, hard to remember, because, again, it's so much has happened. There are definitely specific episodes I liked and really loved. Again, I do think the second episode is very strong, especially when it comes to you and Midori, but, again, I felt like her her writing was too ambiguous, and they could have done better with that. Um, you know, the episode, you know, the episode went on, in respect of her name, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. But, like, it definitely had, like, really, 
I think, poor episodes, which I think is, like, you know, what's holding it down. So, like, you know, in a way, it's like, yeah, I feel like this show has a lot of flaws where they, they I think they did a lot of characters that I really, lo- you know, would love to hear about more, like, love to have them, like, act out more and be engaged with more. But they definitely did them a lot dirty because, like, they, they were focusing on the wrong things, I feel like. I, I really love the flower shop owner. Like, oh, they're so cute. Me too. Like, they, they look like a, they look like more. a Pokemon character. I don't know. The hairstyle is like <laughs> they do. so cute. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, again, again, that's as we we're saying. Like, I, I, we really love the supporting cast, but and I feel like they were done a dirty, and like the show could have benefit a lot if they actually did like a nice wrap around like let's focus it focus on a spread of these characters and not just focus it on a few. And then when we handle those few, it wasn't that great, you know. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Th- thank you, Trixie. Yeah. No, thank you, Trixie. Um, uh, so so yeah. we can continue with uh, some more opinions here. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. All right. Go for uh, it. Here's the opinions about Tomical Market that were sent in to videogamechuchu.tumblr.com/ask. Uh, first up is from Harlequin Wheels, who says opinion. The scene in the movie with Kana sliding on the gym floor was good. <laughs> that doesn't just happen in the movie. She does like a, she does a weird sliding thing whenever she enters the scene in the series. Like she like she enters <laughs> in the gym, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that what we was talking about? And like Kana always has a great entrance. Like she either like does a weird flip. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Kana's good. That, that's all I can say. Kana's very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Gregory Zero says, Tomical Market is a show that left me wanting more from the development of the characters yeah. to the use of the big narrative hook that the show occasionally reminds you of, and is likely what a lot of people remember about the show as a whole. In return, however, what I got out of it was a very real feeling world that I loved being a part of, if only briefly. If you watch the show, you owe it to yourself to watch the movie. That's just, like... We should have just had people watch the fucking movie. We started <laughs> up. <laughs> Like it, I'll say we should the movie have made it required for knowledge of the series, so a little bit. Like, I don't did it because Trixie apparently loved it watching it without the series. From <laughs> what I heard, like uh-huh. there's 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 a particular thing in the again like it, like unless you had knowledge of the song in the series, sure, it's like a big important part a thing in the movie that I think, um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what we got for. Uh, for Tomico Market. We can move on to the rest of the show now. Whoa, yeah. Here we are. <laughs> Alright. Um, but yeah, wait, as a quick shout out to oh. Kyoani, I think a new Violet Evergarden trailer came out, right? For the thing? Yeah. New trailer. Oh, yeah. Out, yeah. Which is the I... first thing post the, you know, unfortunate attack. And again, highly recommend people to just, yeah, give. Give he, give them their love, you know. Yeah. Like trust only trust only trust trustworthy sources for fundraising and stuff. I know they have like a bunch going on. Oh, so yeah. be, be careful out there, kids. Don't don't just give money. Look to at strangers. Crunchyroll. If <laughs> if you want to find like a list, Crunchyroll uh-huh. did a good list. I think you can yeah. find it on their page still. Um, that has like all the official sources. Like yeah. a few weeks back, they did. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, check there. Yeah, and it's wild that trailer. Um, so I follow like a lot of animation, like news, press sites, etc. And that trailer is being covered by like a lot of American ones that otherwise do not cover anime usually. And it's a shame this incident, you know, this disaster. It's like disaster yeah. awful. Is kind of now 
putting them on the map, like, in, like, actual mainstream animation sources, you know, that are not anime-specific. So, like, I hope, like, you know, Keanu actually gets, you know, the respect and, like, recognition they deserve, like, on an international level, you know. Like, a silent voice was released internationally, but it wasn't, you know, like, a big deal-breaker in terms of, like, oh, yeah, we have to recognize, you know. But, yeah, I hope more people see what this studio's capable of and all the good things they can do um, after all this. Especially now. They need it more now than ever. Um, I'm only halfway through Violet Evergarden, but I quite like it. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous, you know that to anyone yeah it's it's absolutely gorgeous i'd say it's their best animation uh, that they had done yet yeah at least that should be people's takeaway of of it if they don't like the story you know like but it's at least like a visual spectacle definitely but yeah all right well take us away rose all right um i'll i'll get us started by saying that um I, we we had our little discussion last time about how like all these shonen style like Doctor Stone and Kimetsu Yaiba are too like have weird pacing and stuff like that and don't respect the time. I just want to say real quick, last two episodes of Kimetsu no Yaiba have been like making me eat all of my words because they were like fucking fantastic. That, that's good. what I've been. That's what I've been hearing. The recent episodes are really good. That's what I've been hearing. The yeah. last two specifically yeah. are incredible like uh, episode 19 in particular like i know like everyone's been talking about that one but mm-hmm. th- the animation in that is like yeah. wow okay guys <laughs> like uh just the way that they've been utilizing music the animation and like the pacing has been so much better it has been so much better like the i was worried after thinking about how good episode 19 was all i could think of when i finished it was episode 20 is going to start with this whole sequence all just replayed again and it's not going to be as cool like the second time or whatever but the next episode started like just with the exact last two seconds of that sequence or whatever which was just like this huge like dismemberment thing happening and it was like really satisfying and cool um and i i'm really liking where that series is probably going i like the new characters that they introduced um I, I was kind of worried that they were going to do... Because they did this thing, basically, where it's, like... They did this, like, big anime, whatever, ultimate technique thing, right? Like, oh, yeah, here's our big move. And then, like, the dude was still alive, and he's like, ha, ha, ha. And then they have someone stronger come in and save them or whatever. And I was worried, because I never like that, really, as a trope. It always feels very, like, eh. But, like, I think they did a good job of not only, like, having that character, like, acknowledge just how, like, how good the characters had been doing and stuff like that but also like demonstrate like oh yeah like someday you'll be on this level in a way that a lot of shonen anime tend to struggle with because like i mean like naruto for example right naruto just has the fucking demon power or whatever the nine-tailed fox that he can just do and do all these special things because he's the special one um, and Kimetsu no Yaiba isn't very much like that. It's just like he's just like doing his best, and like someday by doing his best, he'll be able to be like that too. And I I always like seeing that. That's just mm-hmm. shown in anime, I guess. But like, <laughs> I just it, I think it's done very well here. Um, so I'm excited to see uh, the rest of that. Um, this is John. Uh, yes. Speaking of weekly things, there's Waver. Yes, I, I'll, I'm caught up this time, so I'll know everything you talk about. I am good. also, I am also all caught up. It's super, super good. 
I am loving it nonstop. Olga Marie's there now. She's there, and it's so fucked up. <laughs> she's tiny. Hate, she's so tiny. I hate seeing her because I'm just sitting there thinking about Fate Go now, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck Fate Go. God damn, fucking Fate Go. Ugh. So, Elvi, so yeah. if you haven't gotten this by now, this waiver show that we, mm-hmm. we talk about uh, is this weird dumping ground, basically, for every single, like, non-King Arthur character, like, non-historical person in the Fate universe. They oh, just okay. dump these characters in from every single other Fate series. So, just so, they're just, so they're basically, like... I mean, so it's a spin-off where we're like, okay, let's throw everyone else that are not is not that important or shouldn't be important. It's basically and like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's like okay. let's put the humans in here, basically, like who aren't like fox girls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and and I know, and I know at this, I know at this point, you're thinking, why the hell would I watch it? Well, the writing. <laughs> it's very good. It's just all detective mystery, but. This character specifically, Olga Marie, is a character who dies in Fate Goes Prologue. <laughs> and they're just like, she's a main character now. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is, it's like very strange. Like, that's the sort of weird thing that this is going with. It's weird to think like, oh, yeah, this show that just pulls out a bunch of random bullshit. It's really good. Like, it's really, really good. So is it kind of like a what if scenario or no? Is it just kind of like, okay, let's is use these. Kind of? Let's use these things I mean, that were. canon. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's oh, okay. canon. It's. It's just like, it's sort of like a like. So fate's weird and it has like yeah, yeah, it's everything weird. takes place years <laughs> apart from each other. Also, uh-huh. like when it comes to canon events, like Fate Stay Nights two thousand four, mm-hmm. uh, Fate Zeroes nineteen ninety four, Fate yeah. Apocryphus twenty ten. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's all weird, and um, so you have these characters who can like all be here because like it's basically everyone except who's in Fate Stay Night. Basically, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a really good series. Uh, it I, I I wish there was more detective stuff. We've talked about this on this podcast a lot, but like this specifically has been like scratching me, being like, "Oh, it's so good," especially because fate is full of bullshit. I don't know if you've gathered that yet, but mm-hmm. it's full of a lot of bullshit. I mean, I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> this is like exceptionally so because it's all like the mages like trying to one up each other with their like ridiculous nonsense. Right. Yeah, it's everyone in the show is so petty. It rules. <laughs> they're so petty. They all have maids. They're all just rich people. It's... Yeah, they're all just these shitty rich people that are just always trying to one up each other and just be fucking hoity toity. It's so good. And it's just especially good because Waver is just like completely not equipped for that. Like he's trying his best to like <laughs> hang with the rich people, but he's just like he's barely hanging on like he's like ah i will sit here and smoke my expensive cigar and drink my expensive whiskey but the second that something fucked up happens he's like about to cry and he's like oh god yeah. what, am, what am i doing like, it's super good um my favorite thing that happened in this episode is when this old catholic priest reaches over and like tries to hand uh waver's little assistant girl gray an apple and he just sees saber uh, and he goes, oh no, King Arthur. Ah. And then he falls over the ground just like... Not again. It's like, oh no. So it's like, it's like, it's a very funny thing to happen in Fate in general. I, I I was just thinking like, does everyone who's like Catholic in the Fate universe see King Arthur and freak out? Is that just what happens? Yes. Like, uh, they all have just like a hive mind like Kyrie and... Uh, God. It's, um, it's good. 
Yeah, I, and the, like like that last episode was good, but then the episode before that was also really good because it was just uh, waivers. Was that uh, the, the mall? Yeah, it yeah. was Waver's quote-unquote little sister just, like, forcing Grey to have, like, a girl's day out, like, going shopping with her, and Grey just can't handle it, because she's just used to being a fucking moody, like, chuny. so she's getting dressed up in, like, dresses and shit, and she's just like, I don't know what's going on, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> and then the fucking Oju-sama shows up, and she starts doing wrestling moves, and I was just like... Oh, okay. <laughs> good morning. That was pretty good. Um, that episode was very good. It was very funny and very fun. And yeah, I, I just... This show is so much fun. It's just fun from start to finish. It's a blast. I love this show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when Luvia, the Ojo-sama, when, mm-hmm. I think she's she's great that they're finally using her because she's this character who's basically like the like rich, like, ha-ha-ha character, except she loves professional wrestling, and mm-hmm. she's, like, super rich. And this whole conceit of this episode is her mall is enchanted with ancient mummy bullshit to make people spend more money there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then she like bedazzled a sarcophagus and they got pissed uh, no like it worked too well so it like right, it, it was yeah. like oh these girls are extremely powerful they must be like a treasure somehow we have to keep them here but uh, <laughs> the funniest thing that happens is there's a spell gander in the fate lore where you shoot a use a gem to shoot a bullet at someone basically of like magic and the way that Luvia does it is she just fucking machine gun fires like seven million jewels at once (laughs) because she's rich and I just thought that was really funny she's just a good wild character and I'm glad that they're using her because she's not used much in other fate stuff besides Prisma Ilya and no one should watch that (laughs) yeah ever Mm -hmm. uh Speaking of of good good things, uh, LV, mm-hmm. you finally watched Pochi. I I'm did. I'm so happy about it. <laughs> I did. I said it before the show, but I'm so happy about it. <laughs> it was a very cute charm. It's a very cute, wholesome series. Wow. Um, I mean, I mean, all of everyone here has like seen it. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say about it. Like, oh yeah, I really like it. I, I really like how how he kind of depicted this otherwise you know, technically, you know, like, a very serious thing, like, social anxiety, but, like, in a way that wasn't, you know, like, uh, like, ugly or, like, really over the top and exaggerated, kind of, like, you know, the problem a lot of people had with Watamode, you know, it was, like, uh, you know, it did depict it in a way where I, I felt like it was still very grounded and realistic, but also still, like, interjected it with, like, you know, funny moments in ways that were not offensive, but still very light and relatable, you know, kind of like, oh, haha, like, really about the, you know, but yeah. In it a way, was sympathetic. Yeah, it was sympathetic. Like, it wasn't yeah. like, it was, it didn't feel like, uh, like, a. It, yeah, it didn't feel like I'm looking at this from an outside window. I felt like, oh yeah, like this is actually a thing I, you know, I can relate to. I might, you know, you know, like you don't, you may not be able to necessarily like be on the same level as Bochi or the other like, you know, that other characters have, etc. But like, it's 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 they're all like depicted and like are interacting in a way that isn't like, oh yeah, you're just kind of peeping at this and like laughing at them. You know, it's like a cute little thing where like, oh yeah, you like appreciate them and you want to cheer them on. You want them to do their best, you know? Um, 
I think my only thing was, and I guess because it's just where the series ends, my only thing was, like, I didn't care much for the Ojo-sama girl. Like, she kind of came in very late, and I, I, I yeah. still didn't quite understand her thing. Her name thing, was literally Ojo-sama. Yeah! <laughs> I, I like that. Their names are like weird. Fra- they're just phrases. Um, I, I didn't get her. I still am like a little weird about like I didn't get her whole thing about buying the school with the paper, her weird paper crane. But I, I didn't get that. It was very weird. But I, rich people was, are in yeah, another world. That, you that know? was really the only problem. Like because I, and I guess also because she was like tacked literally at the end of the anime in its current form with twelve episodes. You know, hopefully maybe there's another season. But like, I, that, that was the only thing. Like I just didn't know. I just know know much about her to care about her i appreciate she wasn't like a like stereotype you know like i appreciate she was just like an oblivious like rich girl you know at least there was that like yeah i I, she wasn't at least like a weird hime sama like trope but yeah everyone is great um ninja girl scares me uh I don't know what she I, is frightening. She's just she, I, I, like, she seems like she has a lot going on with her. She's very delusional, and I don't know what's going on. But I, I still think she's also someone you should support and appreciate. But she's scary. She seems like she has. She seems too powerful. I, I don't know. <laughs> she might actually be a ninja herself. You know, like that could be a the twist. But um, yeah, everyone's great. Everyone's great. I really like Karai the mm. most, I think. Oh, she's just yeah. twisted. <laughs> she yeah, just she, has she, so she's, many twisted she's things. She's fucked up. She is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, so, I don't yeah. know if you noticed, but all of their names are a joke. Yeah, like a, they're all like, like, like puns thing. of a phrase Do you or know something. what Karai's is? Um, is it like... Um, it's like dark something. It's dark. I know. Dark past. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so mm. it's like, oh, oh. Okay. Cry, I know it's like dark. I wonder, yeah. Yeah, I do wonder if there actually is like going to be a serious thing, like explore. This, like a, this is like based off of a four comma, coma, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I do wonder if anything at all, like there will be actually a serious thing explored by any of these characters if that, if it goes down that line. I don't know. Uh, it, it would be the Ninja Girl, so right? Oh yeah, like, Ninja Girl. Yeah, like what? It, and she's like alone. Like the implication is like she's literally living by herself, right? Yeah, you know, everyone That's else frightening. has. frightening. Everyone else has families. You know, they're just they're just yeah. not seen, right? But like, I don't know. Like, where did she come from? Like, I, you know, it's not even. <laughs> we just know she's, she's not Japanese. Alarming. Yeah. Yeah. Very mysterious. Yeah, I, I, again, like, I, like, really. Like the voice acting performance of the main character is really good. Like I, I can't even find much information about her. It doesn't seem like she has a strong track record yet developed, like in doing anime or other things. Um, but I really love like just her, you know, when she's screaming and like when she does all those just noises. Like it's it's really good. Like she <laughs> she has this weird whispery thing that she's doing in her performance that I, I thought was really good. I don't know. It was something that's like oh, this oh is like a very when unique she's w- like. Like, like, oh, yeah. don't forget me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a very... And, like, her voice, too, I think... Like, her voice sounds a little unique. I don't think I've heard that kind of voice either, like, in a lot of anime I've seen as well. Um, yeah, everyone's great and cute, and I, I hope Boshi does her best and succeeds in her task at some point. The friend... Like, I, I read a lot about... I read a lot of hatred towards the her, her old friend, the former friend, quote-unquote... Um, and I don't, it's it, Kai, 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 yeah, Kai, yeah, and yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, there's a reason to dislike her, it's like, why would she do that to me, that's fucked up, 
But I also think it's just coming from a standpoint of like no, like you know, like someone who probably doesn't have social anxiety and doesn't understand this is like a serious thing, and you shouldn't just do that to someone. I don't know. It's very weird. I feel weird about Kai, but I don't think I I hate her as like a lot people kind of strangely express very very strongly about Kai. From I, I think she's just a weirdo too. That's yeah. I think Kai like based on her yeah interactions yeah. Like, they had the whole thing where they barfed at the same time when, you know, the, the whole, like, awkward um, run-in with her. Like, they barfed at the same time. So maybe Kai herself is, like, problems, and we just don't know. I don't know. Um, no, yeah. I, I, I still very much am in love with the whole... Like, literally just the second episode, the whole thing where, like... Well, you know, like, oh, the bathroom is mysterious. Like, with Bruno... <laughs> she just runs in with the recorder. Uh, uh, this <laughs> Like, what is that? I really liked <laughs> one of my favorite bits was the um, was Bochi's like a serious outfit or where, where like where uh-huh. she had oh, yeah. rehearsed it's like a the whole thing. Yeah, it's a kikarumi yeah. animal pajama thing. She she like runs out and then like Aru finally comes at the end of the episode and she's like, uh, you know, she does the whole thing where she freaks out. She does her whole introduction afraid, you know, Aru forgot her and she's like sick and she like has to run back in and changes into the kikarumi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's and just ha- a very th- endearing show. Yeah, like the the gags like have this randomness about them, but they fe- they're funny. They're not like oh lol random xd. They're, they're funny. They're like well timed, and they kind of do have a sense to them because they do align with the characters' like own anxieties and the you know like a lot of things Bochi does is probably just her like coping or doing like a thing like oh yeah this calms her like the recording. I, I, the recording's not really brought up again, but like I I, I do love that part. Um, Aru headbutting like I'm like wow that's like a very powerful headbutting and yeah. Um, yeah, everyone's great, and I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad I experienced this. <laughs> I'm glad that you finally experienced it mm-hmm. as well, because the cult of now you'll understand why we were like, fuck yeah, the whole time. <laughs> Wah-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> very good show. It's good. Yeah. It's a very good show. Yeah. Um... You know what's really good? I've, I've been watching um, Vinland Saga. Has anyone hell else been yeah. watching it or is it just me? I, okay, yeah, hell I, yeah. I did, yeah. I did start off. I'm not up to date, though. Like, it, like I watched the first three episodes, and they had a weird break for, like, three weeks, and I haven't yeah. returned to it. I don't, know, I, I don't know what the story behind that was. I, that's not typical for Amazon Prime series at all, so I'm not sure what happened there. But I, yeah, definitely, I definitely love the series, but I have not caught up with the recent episodes yet. So, um, but yeah. And they put out two at once to make up for it. I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that gap was. (laughs) I don't either. It was very weird. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, the most recent episodes have been like very good. This the last one especially. I was just like, I love it. I love how that show manages to be like, um, sort of like edgy and realistic without being like offensive, which Mm -hmm. is something that a lot of that like sort of like trying to be like historical or like gritty stuff like yeah. fails to be they always try feel like they have the need to be like yeah we need to show you like how fucked up this is and they show how fucked up it is but without being like we have to show like this really like grotesque scene or something like that yeah. they, they don't do that it's yeah kind of really like good. the ju- yeah the ju- like you know when people make fun of like hbo produced shows like you know like exactly. game of thrones as a main example like there's just so much gratuitous exactly. sex where they don't it didn't it doesn't <laughs> i don't it I don't doesn't know. do anything yeah, yeah it doesn't do anything 
you know, and there's like you know like awful things that happen in the series like rape etc but then the series feels the need to show that you know like it's like well yeah. you don't need to show it you can just uh, yeah but exactly yeah, anyway, like Finland yeah. Saga is talking about like pillaging and all that horrible stuff happening mm-hmm. obviously like because that's what Vikings did but yeah. they don't show it they don't <laughs> yeah. have to like show like the like nitty gritty horrible things you know that it's happening it respects uh-huh. that you know what's happening right. without yeah. having to like revel in it yeah, it knows the um, it, it respects the audience is smart and, yeah. and can fill in the gaps. It, like it also, you know, it also I I think like you know with series like Game of Thrones and like again other other series, you know, animated and non-animated where they do like kind of things that are very exploitative. Like you know, they they know why they're doing it. They're, they're, they they want to like have people talk about the controversy, right? And that's unfortunately yeah. like kind of um, it's like it's not to disrespect the viewers. It's really just to be like they want people talking about this. Whereas you know like yeah. a lot, Vin is strong because it does you know it doesn't. It, it's solid on its own. I don't think it needs that to bait people, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. One thing I think that's really funny is that um, the main character boy now has um, yeah. Thorson. He now has two daggers that he's yeah. doing stuff with. He's, yeah. And he is straight up just, I know it's Studio Wit, so it makes complete sense, but he is just straight up doing Attack on Titan sword swings God, yeah. now, like animated the exact same way, which <laughs> God yeah. bless them. Because of I, course, I, I like, bet, why yeah. wouldn't they? But it's really funny. Yeah. Right. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's going to be, like, weird, like, callbacks to that. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, of course, like, why not just do what you're good at? And, it, hey, it looks cool as hell, but it's very funny because, like, uh, my roommate, who didn't even know that it was uh, the Attack on Titan people, was, she said to me, like, oh, <laughs> like, this is, that's just, like, exactly what Levi does or whatever in mm-hmm. Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell? And I was like, oh, well, funny story. Um, but yeah, that is it is very good. I'm excited to see where it goes because I think the last episode was very strong, and I know people love the manga. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I mentioned this like the last time I talked about Vinland Saga on the cast, where yeah, the the anime is going in like a, a, a chrono- chronological order where the manga doesn't, and I real I yeah. think that's really appropriate for them to do that because I think it's important. Absolutely. I think I think like being in the animated format and like in a, like a oh yeah like a weekly streaming kind of situation, like I think it's important we, that there's an actual like like, literal order to, like, watching this, seeing how, like, you know, Thorfinn, like, really, like, matures and also breaks, you know, like, you know, like, he becomes, like, you know, like, a darker character in all, like, over time. It, I think it's important to see that growth, like, in a literal order, because I think, I feel yeah. like, I feel like the immediate things that happens a lot in comics, like, kind of does, it can, like, if it's not done well, it's not done well, you know, like, and you don't want to risk that, I think. Yeah, I, I'm really like I, I I have completely forgotten that you had told us that uh, yeah. like a few times ago, but uh, I'm very glad that it's the way that it is being. I guess because I think it is doing it fantastically. Like it's really cool to see um, how they're like showing like what's happening to this child. I guess as he's <laughs> growing up and being more fucked up and uh-huh. why he is fucked up without like because like. I guess it's pretty trite at this point to be like, well, this guy's fucked up, but do you know why? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, we, we, we were, we're still coming out of an era where, like, a lot of fiction does that, I, I, yeah. or still does that, and now it's kind of... Like, when, when the, fir- the first ser- the first things that did that, that was cool. People were like, whoa! You know, like, pe- you know, people were questioning, like, you know, doesn't this just, like, like, what's the point of knowing something happening if I already know what happens? But then a lot of movies did, a lot of movies, you know, especially, like, did that. Like, a lot of movies can start, like, do that. And then now it's kind of, like, a gimmick because I think a lot of things are doing that now, right? And it's like, well, okay, I guess now we, <laughs> now suddenly showing things in chronological chronological order is now cool again <laughs> um so 
I think it also might be very, like, intrusive if they constantly did a thing about, like, let's show a flashback. Like, that would have been very, like, interruptive, I think. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, and it's very that, tired in anime, so, you know. Yeah, especially. Like, that's the thing that's been really getting me, and it's felt refreshing about the... Like, I, it just feels like it respects you. Like, that's yeah. the thing that's really got <laughs> yeah. me about this show in general. It's just, like, because I've, I've watched a lot of shows recently where it's... I mean, I watch every show in a season nowadays, mm-hmm. and it's, like... There's a lot of shows that just do not think that you can figure out what the fuck's going on, and it's just like... Yeah, that was our, like, complaints with, you know, like, our the slow-paced discussion, like, oh yeah, Dr. Stone, for some reason, is literally repeating... Exactly, yeah. <laughs> ...a thing in the beginning we already know. Yep. Man, the last episode, let me tell you, same shit, like, uh... Oh. To, to go into that, like, I guess I'm the only one... You're, did you not watch it? I know, I'm John, still on a this? pause with it, personally. Oh, you're on a pause with it, too? Yeah. I just I just didn't get around to it. Like, I, I hit a point today where I was catching up with everything. And oh, okay, then, so you're still gonna do it, though? Probably, yeah, but, like, like I was like I was just thinking about it, I was just like, you know what? Chip and Ironic has just posted the fucking Code Talker <laughs> episode from MGS5. I'm gonna watch that instead. And I didn't even sure. finish watching that, so fucking whatever. <laughs> Like, the thing is, is just, like, I really like what Dr. Stone is putting down on the table. I like watching that. I'm interested to see where it goes. I think, like, the science stuff is fun to see. I always like learning things, you know? I think it's fun. Or seeing things, like, being applied in situations and stuff like that. It's it's fun. But, like, man, I don't need to, like, see, like... They spend so long, not even just with the recaps and stuff like that, but, like, especially in the last episode, like, they feel like the need to explain to you every single interaction that two characters have, like, to be like, oh, you see, now this, this means that he likes me and stuff like that, basically, like, over and over again. It's like, I know, like, I have friends, guys, (laughs) like, I know what having a friend is like, I don't need you to explain it to me, it just feels like very, like these shows like i know a lot of them are intended for like teens or whatever and stuff like that but even when it's not shows like that even when it's shows that are rated like r16 or whatever in japan like they're still like man teens aren't even that dumb you know teens aren't that dumb you're right all all i'm gonna say and i might just do this too i might just go out pick up volumes of the manga because maybe that's what you need to just do is just read it because that's not going to have the recap shit that if there's anything that's just like, oh, it needs to expl- like you can just skim over it. It's just read this, I think. I think this is just yeah. a Shonen Jump. Subscribe to fucking Shonen Jump. It's two bucks a month. And just read it. <laughs> I, I think, th- I think like, I, I don't remember if I talked about this last time on the podcast, but, like, there's such a difference between, like, I think, like, Kimetsu no Yaiba is starting to get better at it now, but, like, a lot of these studios that end up doing all of these shonen anime and stuff like that are just not equipped or experienced to translating it pretty well. Like, Mm -hmm. even Hunter x Hunter, which I love, is kind of rough. Yeah. Uh, Like, there's an entire episode that takes place over two seconds. That's (laughs) the degree that it gets to. Um, And uh, just, like... I think, like, the only, in recent memory, the only one I can say that consistently, like, ma- was able to nail the pacing and be as good as uh, the source material was uh, Boku no Hero. Like, I, I really think that that anime was, like, on par with what that manga was doing and didn't, oh, totally. like, waste time. 
Yeah. Uh, I wish more of them were like that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we're a far cry away from the Naruto days of fucking 150 episodes mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, we're, we're past that, but, like, mm-hmm. man... But then at the same time, like, you just pointed out, and I'm like, hey, guess what? My Hero Academia is, like, one of the most well-known animes. Because it actually yeah. respects people's time and doesn't yeah. just do that shit over and over again. And isn't just, like, it's it's telling the story and it's telling it well. Yeah. Yeah, treat, I don't... Treat people like they have an inkling of intelligence. Because most like, people do legitimately like and even if they don't listen even if they don't they're gonna make content they're gonna make a game theory video or something about it <laughs> yeah they're gonna, they're make, gonna make a game theory video yes. <laughs> anime theory yeah they're gonna make yeah oh god anime youtube no um no yeah yeah they'll look it up themselves it's fine right yeah like, mm-hmm. like they'll look uh, it up or they'll come up with their own crazy interpretation of it and then start making the videos online that are like damn did goku say that he was gonna fuck in this episode i don't know let's examine this like <laughs> he did so yeah he Maybe. did Maybe. but they but but did he <laughs> like and then they have the debate the, and see the, that's free content with, with the thumbnail and like yeah. Zoom in. <laughs> Goku fucked. Question the red mark. circle. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but, yeah, it, it's just I. For real though, like out there, I know you probably have all these companies have their like media supervisor or whatever, a marketing director who's like, no, 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 like this is too, or like a producer who's like, no, this is too abstract or something. Like, don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. Twin Peaks is the best shit ever. That's what I'm gonna say. And that show doesn't make any sense. It's yeah. fine. John. Yes, Rose. I don't know if it is fine, but how's Pokemon? You seemed really, like, fucked up by it. <laughs> or like, traumatized. Yeah. Yeah, you like those tweets you were making were like, oh no. Yeah, it was a little messed up. So, um, okay. Uh, here's the. I feel like we gotta, like, get a theme song for this or something. We just edit it in every time, just like the Pokemon check in. Da 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 da. I don't know. So, the latest two episodes were more of the Pokemon League. Whoop de fucking do. So, they. <laughs> Finish off uh, Kiawe and Sophocles' battle. Kiawe wins. That's that's really it. Uh, so he moves on. Nothing really happens. It's just fucking a battle, whatever. And then, of course, as I predicted, my genius predictions is Lana and Guzma. And Guzma just fucking kills her. It's... I, I legitimately think that if I was a kid and I watched this, I would have nightmares because he sends out his Galiscopod and uh, it's against her. She's using a Primarina. And for those of you that do not know Pokemon, um, Primarina is like it's like a cross between a mermaid and like a seal because it's like a Poplio's the cute little like seal, sea lion looking thing. And so it's fully evolved form. It looks like a mermaid. It's got like the mermaid tail it's got like a long flowing hair. It looks kind of human. It's it looks like a mermaid. Um, Galiscopod is this 
big stands on two legs bug with all these like pincers and it's just like this creepy looking bug thing. So it brutalizes the Primarina. It is constant like the first thing it does is it runs up and chops it in the neck. Like like it, you see the fucking Primarina like choking and like it can't sing anymore because that is how like its most powerful move is it's singing because it's supposed to be like a siren. Um, for like five whole minutes, fucking Galiscopod is grabbing onto the Primarina and continuously stinging it with like a poison attack. Like it's fucking like creepy fucking like claw things come out from its back and they're just stinging it over and over again and Lana's just sitting there horrified and Primarina like it's it's like struggling to get free and then there's a point where it does get free and it's like dragging itself away like it looks like it's it looks like 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 it reminds me of like someone like trying to run away from like Jason Voorhees or something like it's fucking brutal and then finally they're just like Lana like all of a sudden Primarina can sing again. So Lana's like, "All right, I'm going to use my Z move." And it's it, it, the Z move is that it sings really loud and it makes this gigantic bubble. And Z moves in Pokémon are supposed to be the most powerful moves. Like in the games you cannot dodge them, you cannot block them, they just happen. And in the show Galiscopod just cuts the bubble in half and that's it. And then knocks out the Primarina. And that's it. Um, it was, like, legitimately upsetting. Um, it's fucked up that they did this, like, trope that is just, oh, man, here's the scary guy having to take down someone in the dude's team so the dude can beat him, and that's that. And, of course, there's no women in the runnings anymore, so they had to take the last girl out in the most fucked up way possible. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that episode. So, it the 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 last the semifinals are um Kiawe against Gladion and Ash against Guzma. It's fucked up that they did all that fucked up shit to Lana and then we're like, "Oh, we're going to pretend like she has a fighting chance and then destroy her after." Like that's Mhm. Hey guys, chill out. I don't know what's going on over there, but maybe take yeah. a little break. I, I have to commend you for describing that because it sounded like you were describing like a witness to an actual murder. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like you know, like John in a horror, like like in, like you had like a supernatural, horrible, terrifying experience. Like a serial killer was like chasing after you in the house. It sounded like you were severely like traumatized, describing like what you witnessed to like the police or something. Like, oh man. <laughs> All right, give him a minute. What did yeah, like, oh, do man, next? Like, yeah, do you need like a water? Like, do you need like a towel? <laughs> like, oh jeez. I'm sorry you experienced that though. I will say that. Like, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds I mean, awful. Like, it sounds like, unnecessary they did that, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm okay, you know, I'm not, like, legit traumatized, I'm okay, but, like, I'm just thinking about, like... you're okay. Thank you. But, no, like, I'm just thinking about, like, seriously, I'm just thinking about kids watching that, like, any... Like, no, yeah, it's, it's, Especially so. any, like, little girls, like, God, I'm just imagining some girl just sitting there being like, Lana's my favorite, her pre-marina's really strong, and then this episode just shows up, and this fucking grown-ass man is sending his giant bug to just repeatedly fucking brutalize this, like... Hey, you know... Ugh. We watched Pokemon the first movie when we were children. It was fine. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah I, and, and I'm yeah. not okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 
Well, yeah, I con- like in context, yeah, the series as is, is just it just continues to do like the women characters are dirty and doesn't and doesn't take them beyond the box of like, oh yeah, they do things no. like contests. Like they never they they, they still like ref- they still like refuse to show like a, a main cast female character like actually be like a competent trainer. Basically, they're always like a weird like. Oh yeah, you know, like like over hyper feminine, you know, feminine. First of all, like they they always want to be like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, they have all the cute Pokemon. Like okay, that's great, but like you know, let's have some variety. And then second of all, they're always like, yeah, they reach a certain point where they fail early, or they they kind of they kind of disprove them as being like, oh yeah, I guess they can't do battles, so you know they'll turn to content. You know, like they just they just keep pu- pushing them in all these stereotypical like very mm-hmm. feminine girly traits, and it's like not great, you know. Yeah, because in this Pokemon League, there this week, yeah, like in this Pokemon League, there were three girls in there. Like all, uh, well, no, there was there was more than three girls. There were a handful of girls, but the three girls from the like main cast were in it. And Lily loses like immediately because they put him up mm-hmm. against her brother, and her brother is Gladion. He is like the strongest guy there. So they immediately put them up against each other, and it's just like, yeah, like, what the fuck is she supposed to do? Like, she was afraid of Pokemon for the first half of the season. Like, what's she gonna do? Um, And then they have the other two girls go up against each other, and, like, I feel like that would have been better if it was later? Because there's actually, like, a good dynamic between them, and it would be interesting if they fought against each other later on, and then one of them went ahead, and... Like, that battle wasn't bad, it was just how early it was, and how they just, like, obviously just wanted to get fucking Mallow out of the way. It's just, it's stupid. Pokemon League's just always gonna suck, huh? It really is. So, okay, <laughs> now let's let's wrap this up. Uh, the next episode uh, has Kiawe's little sister, which um, I forgot to mention pretty much this entire time because i just think my brain wanted to just ignore this but because this is like a central part of the episode i have to talk about it i completely forgot until now that they keep making kiawe have like a sister complex uh like he's just like and it's not like he's like obviously it's not sexual it's not like really that gross but he's just very, like, overprotective of her and is like, oh, look at my cute little sister. Ah, oh, nobody touch her. Like, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, my God, please stop with this shit. And so she shows up because she wants to cheer him on. And, like, nobody else in his family. It's just her, which is kind of weird. But she shows up, but she gets lost. And she runs into Team Skull, and Team Skull, like, tries to scare her away with her Pokemon, because she's, like, they're, like, doing graffiti, and she's like, you're not allowed to do graffiti, and they're like, yeah, why don't you talk to us when you're looking at our scary Pokemon? And so Gladion shows up and, like, beats up Team Skull, and then, like, he's, like, they have, like, this, like, little moment where Gladion reminds her of Kiawe, and then she reminds Gladion of, like, Lily when she was younger, so it's like it's kind of cute that they're just like kind of like oh look at that it's like they're they're thinking about their like their family and they're like you know there's there's a connection there and it's cute. And then Kiawe shows up and he's just like why are you near my sister oh no like that shit. And it's like dude just fucking relax oh my god like it's fine. And then they start battling because um, they're the the match right there and. Um, it's really weird because they kind of point out how 
you know, Pokemon, there's Pokemon weaknesses and resistances because Kiawe has Fire-type Pokemon. So Kiawe's... Kiawe's they pointed this out in the show? Yeah, for once. Sounds full of... I don't believe that for a second. They're just so, pulling this shit out of nowhere. Yeah, I know. But so it's uh, it starts off with um, Kiawe has his Alolan Marowak, which is Ghost and Fire, if you recall that. Um, and then... What's the fucking... I, see, I always forget the the english names of the of shit because it's they they always because i'm watching it subtitled what's the fucking wolf lichen rock yeah because he I has the he has rock. the lichen rock he has the the red lichen rock that looks like fucking oh, fuck yeah what's his name from king of fighters um <laughs> i guess so yeah he sure. does he just looks like iori i think it's iori yeah he just looks like iori it's it's wild um so Lichen Rock just like immediately knocks out Marowak because it no it's a rock type and uh fire's weak to rock. So then Kiawe sends out his uh Turtinator, and Turtinator like randomly learns a fighting type move, just like out of nowhere. He learns focus blast, and then that knocks out Lichen Rock. Um But it's like closer than it would than you would expect. Like they kinda have like a back and forth. But then Gladion just sends out Sivali, and Sivali can become any type. So I wonder what's going to happen there. Gladion's going to win. No shit. Good. Like, Gladion <laughs> should win because I love him. I, so, yeah, this, this is how it's going. It's the, the, Gladion's probably going to win next episode, and then Ash and Guzma fight. So I'm, Ash will win, and I'm guessing the finals will be Ash and Gladion. I the thing is is I'm not a hundred percent sure how it's gonna go because I think maybe they might actually have Ash win maybe but there is like a final fight at the end where they're going up against Royal Mask aka Professor Kakui so maybe they'll just have Ash lose against Kakui. I don't know, because, like, of course they can never have Ash win everything, but I just, I don't know how, like, I, I, I feel like they have to have him fight Kakui. So, I don't know. You never know with them. That's all I'm going to say. They legitimately thought that, like, Black and White was going to end with Ash winning. Rono X and Y, like, I've said this, like, six times now, I guess, but, like, Everyone thought that. You never know. He might just win this time. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Say this every time. <laughs> Last 30 years or whatever the fuck. Yeah, the anime's off its rockers. Yeah. <laughs> For a myriad of reasons. Speaking of off its rockers anime, Elvie. Yeah. yeah. You've been keeping us updated on Tri Nights. Oh my god. Tri Nights is so fucking bad. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, I oh tell, my tell god! As as I've emphasized, the last time I referenced Trinus, which was literally probably literally the last um, Chuchigatari uh, cast. Um, oh my god! Like if I was yeah, if I was the artist, if I was the writer for like the original manga or whatever, like you know, again, I'd be so embarrassed. I'd be like, 
I can't believe this is what they're doing to my child, you know? <laughs> like, what, like, what have they done to my son? <laughs> because, again, this manga is not even relatively well-known at all. Like, I'm not sure, yeah, I'm not sure how, like, you know, I'm not sure what the decision was made, you know, like, oh, yeah, let's decide to adapt this thing. Because, again, like, I'm trying to look at the manga, I'm only able to find, like, a few images of the first chapters, etc. There's very little to find of this. Like, there's not even, like, a lot of concept art for it. Like, there's just very little. But, again, from what I can tell from the art, like, it looks really gorgeous. Like, the line quality is very nice and varied. Like, again, the, it has a... It has a particular house style, so yes, the characters do have some sort of similarity to each other, you know, facially, etc. But there's, like, enough, like, subtleties, I think, in the art style. Like, yeah, everyone has, like, different facial structures. At least there's, like, some difference in body types and heights, etc. Of, like, a, a, like, you know. Again, just to re-elaborate a little bit, Shy Nights is basically a rugby anime. And there are apparently other rugby series, which I did not realize until I discovered this horrible thing. But anyway, yes, it's, it's a rugby-focused series. And um, the premise is literally non-existent. It, it, I just don't care for it. It's, like, very generic. Like, again, the main character, for some reason, lost his love of rugby at some point, And now he's in high school. It's not explored yet. It's not explained yet. But, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, he's motivated by, like, a delinquent in his class, like, like seeing him play. And then he gets an honor team. There, and there's nothing really happening. Again, like, this... I think the big problem with the series has is that it looks so bad. It looks really bad. It, this is the first three episodes, and none of it looks good. Like, again, like, you know, the first three episode rule, like, you know, people are like, you know, like, you know, watch a little more just so you know before you make judgment. But the production quality is so bad. A lot of the characters look exactly the same. They suffer from that problem where, like, yeah, they only, you can only tell the difference between, like, their eye color and hairstyle, right? Again, like, if I were to quote, like, a, a quote in the first episode, you know, there's, like, a, there's like these minor characters joking, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, like, how dare this scrawny kid, like, try to, you know, be, you know, like, this is, like, a loose, and I forgot what exactly what it was, but, like, something about, like, they're trying to size up someone, and they were just joking against the main character, like, how can this kid, like, you know, out, you know, outplay us, like, these are our must you know like our must you know like us muscled guys when like everyone has the same body the same skinny body when they're I in pro- absolutely love when shows do that i just want to say <laughs> like when they're just like oh yeah they, they, they talk about body type but then everyone looks the same yes oh. <laughs> God. like the the most challenging thing i think when an anime is just designed and drawn poorly is when the characters go in profile as in, you know, you see the side of their face and how do they look from the side? Oh my gosh, they're so bad. Like, it looks really poorly drawn. They're very, like, skinny and skewed. It doesn't look correct. I think, like, the anim- you know the animators and designers are struggling in terms of, like, picturing how, like, these sk- already skinny facial structures look from the side. It's not a good series. Like, so far... <sighs> Yeah, again, it, it does this thing at the end of the anime segments where, like, at the end of the episode, we're like, oh, yeah, we have these cute chibi characters explain rugby. Apparently, most offensive of all, like, you know, I was looking up, you know, other people's reception of series, which is also mostly negative. They, like, I, like, it's a lot, a lot of sentiment expressed where, like, yeah, the production quality is really bad and there's, it's very dry and slow and there's really nothing driving the plot. Um, like, nothing so far is introducing any other stakes besides the fact, like, oh, yeah, there's, like, rugby, and then, yeah, the last episode really was, like, oh, yeah, some other rugby team, like, there's apparently, like, a faction thing going on, like, oh, yeah, they received a letter of a challenge or whatever, but again, nothing, there's, there's really no high-pressure stakes going on, but anyway, like, from what I read, how rugby depicted is also inaccurate, (laughs) like, they're not even getting the basic rules right of rugby, so, yeah, it's, it's not great series, and, um, 
you know, on the bad anime production. Like, they're using CGI in, like, a lot of scenes where nothing is moving. And, like, there's no reason to use CGI in those scenes. Like, this could have been drawn, and this could have been still image without the pain of animating, you know, and adding more frames, etc. So I'm not sure why they chose to do CGI. Which, again, I'm going back to my conspiracy theory where for some, some forces, I think, are forcing studios to use CGI in places they don't have to, just for the sake of... You think it's, like, conspiracy? This, like, the Illuminati or something? Like, <laughs> this, right, the, anime, here, the anime CGI... Uh, yeah. CGI Illuminati conspiracy, yeah. Probably. Probably that I, level. I'm with you. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, with the amount of anime I've seen recently, like, anytime it gets to, like, a third-person shot, like you're saying, like, mm-hmm. I'm I just telling you this, but, like, they just make them CGI. Whenever it's a crowd scene, they make them yeah. CGI. Whenever when it's they don't a have fucking to. car, yeah. once they're on a horse... The horse one kills me. I get cars. I'm going to say that right now. I get making cars CGI, okay? Yeah. Because it's it's easy to draw it and animate it in motion and stuff like that. You don't have to, like, constantly draw it over and over again. Makes sense. Horses? <laughs> when they make a horse CGI, a horse that appears for, like, 30 seconds, and they make it CGI, and, I believe your conspiracy. So bad. And it looks so bad. And like, it looks like... It looks horrible. It looks like a source... Like, I mean, that source. I, you know, I, I was going to say, it looks like a horse, you know, coming out, like, d- the default... A default pre-made horse model coming out, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a, a game mod kit or something. Yeah. <laughs> like a source. Like, they didn't bother, like, at least design... You know, they didn't bother at least fixing it up so it makes sense with the rest of the art oh. style. It's just like it looks like it just came out like that uh, out of like the software like already prepackaged like that. you know it's just uh why you stopped watching Arifretta before yes, it I got have. to the big Hydra boss fight yeah and when they yeah. fought this giant Hydra the Hydra looked fucking horrible mm, it was like the worst th- I I thought that in the third season of Overlord they have these really bad CGI monsters that take up like half the season they're just like walking around they look absolutely awful they just do not look good and everyone was like, oh, man, that's horrible. This CGI, like, makes that look good. Like, that's how bad this Hydra was. It was, like, moving at, like, 3 FPS. It was, like, just no anti-aliasing on it or anything. Like, it... Man, I don't... At a certain point, I feel like these studios need to analyze, like... Is it worth doing the CGI? Is it really that much? Like, is it saving us that much time that it should look this fucking bad? Because it looks really bad. Like, I think Kimetsu no Yaiba is the only show I've seen recently that's, like, been able to implement it very well with 2D animation. Right. Because, oof. So, yeah, Try Nights... Try for, nights. Try nights for me failed the first, you know, like watch three episodes and before you test. Like it, it failed the first three episodes test for me. So don't, ugh. yeah, it's it's a shame. It's a shame. Like I, I, <laughs> I get, like yeah, I, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm, yeah, don't watch it, please, don't, don't. It doesn't seem like it's going much anywhere, for what I've seen. There's nothing really driving it, and like the characters aren't really that interesting either. They're very, like, everything's very generic and. I think it, it it probably does a huge disservice to whatever like it was actually based on. So like, again, I can't I can't really discern like what the manga's like because again, there's little there's little there's little on it. So yeah, interesting decision for them to adapt it in a bad way. Like it's that's just so that's so I really insulting. like that backhanded holy shit! Like, really interesting choice you guys made. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking making this garbage. Oh, you dumbasses. <laughs> 
But uh, 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 here, I'll, it's, probably I'll one, like, it's probably one of those things they're trying to, yeah, again, like uh, with sports, they're probably trying to like lampoon off of things like high Q being really successful and stuff uh, like that. People really loving no. it, but like it's this, whatever they're doing with this, it's not working. You know, they gotta stop. <laughs> they gotta stop. <laughs> I want to say more power to Haikyuu fans, okay? But, like, as, as a, like, person who is browsing AO3, I am not looking forward to Haikyuu coming back. Uh-huh. Because, <laughs> my god. Very scared. Very scared. Uh, I have never seen a series get more fan fiction Ooh. than Haikyuu does. Mm-hmm. It's so scary. And they do so many scary things, like, <laughs> insinuate, like... I can imagine. Uh-huh. Uh, Some the, wall tagging. The, the yeah. hoops they jump through <laughs> to make sure that they appear in the FF section of AO3, I will mm. say, are certainly interesting. I'm a little scared to ask what FF means. Oh, uh, wait. Uh, no, it's I just remember. Uh, never mind. female, female. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just n- never mind. I, I remember. Final I, Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, Final now. Fantasy, actually, yeah. I, I remember now. Don't, I'm sure there's a Final Fantasy. It's not, yeah. I don't even think it's the one you're thinking of, John. It's literally just, like, F-pairs, like, female-female. That's the, the tag. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, here, I'll let you, you redeem yourself also, LV, by talking about an anime that you liked. Uh-huh. Uh, do you want to talk about Cannon Busters? Because I saw I, that just came out, right? Yeah, yeah, I want to... I don't know, like, I also... Hmm. This is interesting because you, we brought up Haikyuu, whereas um, another thing I would like to talk about, if there's time, I don't have to. I can oh, go save. for it. No, um, fuck it. Sure. Um, well, I, well, Given was, because Given was written by someone who made Haikyuu Dojin. Oh, okay. All but right. let me talk about Cannon Busters quickly because I think it deserves to okay. be talked about. I'm not that far into Cannon Busters. It's 12 episodes. It, well, it's a, it's a recent original anime series that's being distributed by Netflix. And the thing about Cannon Busters is Cannon Busters has this whole history behind it. It's made by someone who's technically an American. Um, and this American animator, he was Sean Thomas, like he's worthy of naming. Like he, yeah, he grew up in New York. He's from New York. And I was very lucky to hear him talk one time when he came back to New York. And um, at Akino Kaniyev, of course. <laughs> and um, he, yeah, he, he has like huge contributions to like the, characters i have series like boondocks he animated on core etc and his story is really fascinating because he basically started off as a comic artist you know doing a lot of things and he's like yeah a lot of animation in the u.s unfortunately is still being outsourced like dominantly predominantly and he's i don't know like there's a whole thing about how he kind of worked his way through actually going to a korean animation studio and like working there and it's really cool so cannon busters like is kind of inspiring because it was a product of basically a comic he made on DeviantArt like many years ago <laughs> and it kind of just developed like into a much stronger thing after that and like it yeah it basically just started off as like a comic like issues like comic issues that he managed to find like a small publisher to do but it never really finished you know and i guess he eventually like worked his way through like developing it to be like better adapted for an animated series so like a pilot for this was kickstarted like some time ago um you know and that showed and that had mixed reception you know like my opinion of it was like yeah it had some pacing problems and it definitely feels different compared to what it is now in this longer series form and yeah good for him so it, it definitely brings up the discussion the board discussion like you know what is anime and whatnot so the character i mean the creator is american you know he's african-american 
um, and he's from America. But then the series itself is being animated in Japan um, by this like animation, you know, anime, you know, anime studio that's not that hasn't really done like things that are well known. They've done a lot of franchises like some idol ma- anime, etc. But it's being distributed by Satellite, who has distri- distributed like the Macross series, etc. They didn't animate it. That's different. But yeah, so it does bring up that interesting discussion. And yeah, so far the series is really fun. Um, though, like, if you're looking for something serious and like super deep and immersive, like, you know, this is definitely not that. This is ser- this series is just like a light, fun thing. Like, if you like things like Trigun and Cowboy Bebop, like a lot of people are comparing the series to that. Like, as like in terms of inspiration. Oh hell yeah! Then it's definitely it's definitely that. But it's, it's, I would say it's definitely not like super like like level high level of like Cowboy Bebop. But it definitely is something very inspired by it. And if you're someone who's just like, oh yeah, just something light in the background, or just something that like you you know you need to. You know, I need to load off of, like, uh, like maybe something serious you saw. Like, oh, yeah, Cannabusters might be something worthy of your time. And, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where, like, it focuses on this ragtag pair of characters, you know, group of characters. It's, like, it's a typical premise. Like, it focuses on this ragtag group of characters that don't seem like they belong to each other. And they're trying to find something, both literally and figuratively. You know, it's kind of like a Western where... Um, yeah, so you have this android girl named Sam, and she's she's really cute. She's like very naive with like how she works things, and then you know, she's just paired up with this like robot that's technically considered an older model compared to what she is, um, named you know, and like named Kisi, and like they're just traveling together trying to find this fugitive, this guy, and and like the guy ends up in their group essentially, and and they and they basically end up just on this like just chase where like oh yeah, this fugitive guy is now like kind of like a bad mark on them and now they're running into all these horrible people and these all this villainy like on the road because this guy's not with them but they're like they're the bigger problem is that at hand like there's like a prince etc where they're trying to find to like I, there's basically like, a bigger greater problem that they're like they're trying to find someone they're probably trying to find a prince to like fix the kingdom etc like to resolve all the like the greater conflict that's going on in the sit in the kingdom but yeah, now that they have this criminal essentially attached to them, like now they're just running into all sorts of trouble, and it's like opening up all these other problems that that they didn't initially see. And yeah, it's like one of those cute things where like the main character is really naive and very innocent, so it, it, it's like an interesting contrast to everything else going on. Yeah, it's just a fun thing. Like I feel like it's also one of those things that harkens back to kind of the insanity of series like Gurren Logan and all that. Like you know, if you're into that, like I think you would find some joy in this. Again, it's not something that's super deep, and I, like, you know, again, don't go into it expecting some, like, like artistic, like, excellence. Like, I, it, it definitely suffers from some, like, animation problems where, like, it feels... But I, I feel like, I feel like, no, it suffers from, like, problems typical with, like, a lot of digitally animated... You know, a lot of anime, anyway, like, yeah, some scenes feel stiff, but where it shines, really, is, like, in the action scenes. Like, there's very, like, interesting character designs, very diverse character designs, which I highly appreciate. I think the show shines a lot with, it's, like character designs especially like with what they change between this the pilot and then like you know me researching like how the comic looked like it's very it's very it's very fun i yeah it's a very it's very lighthearted fun it seems like it might go into really dark shit at some point like i'm kind of afraid of that but so far it's like a nice little trip um hmm. yeah I, yeah do do support it if you feel like inclined to um yeah so yeah. is that all out now yeah, I think all 12 episodes are out. Yeah, Netflix puts out the whole... Netflix puts out series entirely because they're encouraging the whole binging culture thing. So, like, yeah. all 12 episodes are there. So, yeah, I do recommend to check it out. And if you don't like it, you probably just don't like it, right? It's just one of yeah, those things. Yeah, you can just not. You yeah, you can just not. You can just leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can just drop dead. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't drop dead. Do you, 
if you if you want to talk about Given now too, you can totally go. Yeah, go for yeah, it. I'll be kind of quick with it. Um, well, Given is um, yeah. Um, I think Given the manga has been going on some time, but Given is like legitimately gay. Like it's like wow. Okay, so Given is a. It's, Wikipedia describes it as a yaoi manga series. I wouldn't go as far as say because I don't know the blur of yaoi is like yaoi can be the explicit. connotations and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but Given is basically a gay drama series um, based off of manga and like. It yeah, apparently the auth- the creator she um, she made like Haikyuu Dojin or is a big Haikyuu fan and so someone literally told me at the front like oh yeah these this might be like an AU of Haikyuu or anyway the point is um, it revolves around like it revolves around like the premise is similar to Kaon but it's not like Kaon it's a, it revolves around these high schoolers um, and this music club well explicitly a band so um, uh. Yeah, so thank you, Haikyuu, for starting this thing. But, like, I, I have very high hopes for the series because it feels like it's very legitimate and genuine in what it wants to do with tackling gay relationships and not in, like, a very contrived, oh, this is for fan service only way. Um, so the premise is that, like, this one this one guy, he runs into, like, this, you know, his classmate, another high schooler from the same school. Like, oh, yeah, he seems pretty down. But then he gets strongly interested in when he hears him sing and has this strong interest in, like, the the music he plays and all that and he gets to know him and then he realizes oh gosh i'm kind of infatuated with this guy because he has this weird allure about him when he sings and then he yeah and then he brings him in on he brings him in on this his band um and there's like these two older guys in the band as well who are not in the high school but you know they're like and they're like budding college students or whatever etc and yeah so far it's it's kind of it's very slow paced but it, it's it seems very it seems very authentic when it's talking about like things like oh yeah you need these parts for like a sound system etc like there's one episode where literally like he's um the like you know, one guy shoehorning the other guy like into the band but he's like oh yeah you don't have a guitar you don't have the right things and they literally go like through music shops and like are buying the parts to like it's it's interesting I think I think it might be like accurate but yeah um it, it's it's gay it's really gay there's like a line where he says um. Something like, oh yeah, I had no idea he was like strumming so hard on my hard strings, etc. It's very oh, wow. <laughs> and so far, it's it's yeah, so far it's like kind of wholesome, but I I kind of spoil myself a little like, but it gets it gets really deep into the drama of like some of the dynamics of the relationships, and the music so far in the series I've written for like for the series itself is really good. Like the best way to describe it is that it's like rock music, but it kind of has like. You know, like all, this alternative sound to it, and you know, and like, excuse me, because the rock music community can be like a little elitist. So I'm being careful here with how I'm describing it. But <laughs> <laughs> the art style is really good too. Like again, compared to something like Try Nights and a lot, like a lot of other series that does like, oh yeah, we want to pa- pander to like the shonen. It doesn't suffer from like, oh yeah, everyone's too skinny, the proportions are weird, yaoi hands, etc. All that. I don't think it suffers from that. Like everyone feels like full bodied and anatomically correct. That's always even, a plus, even the women, especially I, off of Tri Nights, I guess. Right? Even like, the women, because I feel like series that has this like heavy male focus to pander sure. to like, a yaoi, like the women sometimes are depicted in like weird, exaggerated ways that doesn't make sense. The women here are, are very grounded so far, and I like the women characters too so far. They don't, they don't feel like a weird forced like Good. thing. Yeah, the backgrounds I noticed like also. So speaking of CGI, the backgrounds I think uses photography sometimes or like it could oh. be like heavily referenced or traced over photography because it looks like it but it doesn't feel wrong it feels like actually like properly like like you know in it feels properly like contextualized in the scene like there's legit a scene where they're basically um 
one of the main characters, he's, he works basically at, like, a 7-Eleven kind of deli thing. And the backgrounds are literally just photos, I think, of, like, the... the, the like a PS1 seven. game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time it doesn't feel like... It, it, it kind of gives an intentionally funny effect. Like, I feel like it's delivered, too. But yeah, I got some more insight of some of the relationship dynamics going on with some of the characters, and it, I, I'm curious to see how the anime might handle some of the explicit things that might happen. Well, not like, I don't know how the manga like depicts it. I don't know if the manga is explicit per se, but there's definitely s- s- sex happens in the show. Like, characters oh, have wow. sex. Yeah, so like, and there are things where like a character had like an ex-boyfriend, or like there's a thing where another character like has this problem sleeping around and how that affects another character negatively with men, you know, men and women. Like, there's a, explicitly a bi character, you know. Um, I, I, you know, I have very high expectations of the show and how it handles things because so far it's pretty tasteful and realistic. Like, it's explicitly just a drama um, with a band and, like, it just happens to have, like, gay relationships with it. And so far it doesn't feel like it's done in an exploitive way. It's just doing it and, like, yeah, here's what it is just as is. Like, it's about time oh, there's, good. like, some grounded, like, boys love title that isn't just... Yeah. Like, yeah, it does... Yeah. I will, I will, like, I will say, like, that something that I've been happy about recently is that, um, like, stuff like, um, um, oh my god, uh, Bloom Into You. Yes, like, a lot of and more stuff Yuri like that da- has yeah, started to come out that's yeah. normal, like, human-type yeah, stuff. Yeah. And uh, I'm very happy that it's not just <laughs> for Yuri stuff. It's also, like, on the, like, gay men side of things. Like, that's very nice to see. I'm loving way more of the grounded stuff that we've been getting recently. Like, even just in games in general. Like, we got the missing uh, last year and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I'm yeah. very... I th- like a lot of Japanese media recently has been really picking up kind of almost putting a lot of like a um, Western media to shame recently, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion, with a couple of stuff. Uh, yeah. It's very nice to see oh, yeah. that. It's very nice yeah. to see. So yeah, basically all I have to say is that I'm, I'm just looking forward to what the series will do, especially when it comes to handling some of the harder topics I kind of spoil myself about. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I hope that it it holds up and does it all well. Yeah. It's, I, I've only heard good things. My girlfriend's watching it right now, and mm-hmm. she she loves it. She said basically yeah. all the same stuff that you did. So it, yeah, it's, it's really gorgeous. It has this nice like muted warm color palette to it too. Well, good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, John, would you like to do our our questions opinions? Because I think we've we've done enough. Yeah, yeah. This let's week. We have, let's. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. All right. Uh, if you want to send in a question or an opinion, go to videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com slash ask, and we will absolutely figure out which is about anime and which is about video games, because I can tell. Usually. Uh, I don't know. Do we still have the... Oh, no, it's gone now. But when I, I checked co- earlier, the uh, 69 to the, 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 the pre-com question, that was still there. <laughs> I thought about keeping it there, but I was like, you know It was what? really funny. I don't yeah. know. Did you see that one, LV? It was really like... I- I haven't caught up yet with the. Okay, <laughs> you're, you're to not that. missing out, really. Oh, okay. I there was this to... one question that was worded like "chef's kiss." Yeah. Oh, jeez. Looking um, Yeah, just just sending questions <laughs> oh, there. God. We'll figure it out. Uh, Gregory Zero, uh, here's an opinion. Um, started a full rewatch of Senki Z. Fucking excuse Zesha? me. Zesh show, Sinfo Gear. Now that season five is airing, and wow, I had completely forgotten how ridiculous it is right from the jump. The show almost constantly tries to one-up itself with very half-baked reveals and major characters just making the worst decisions in the heat of the moment. It's far from a franchise I would recommend to anyone. 
but I'm certainly having a good time going through it again. The Symphogear hype is very real. I, I feel like people are just fucking, like, insane about Symphogear. I see so many people that just, yeah. like, have watched Everyone Symphogear. Everyone who likes it, likes it. They're like. all, like, batshit crazy. It's always really scary. Um, hey, I envy them. I I wish I could have that much. Like the everyone, every time I see the people I know like watch a new episode of that show, they are going like bananas for it in a way that I don't see anyone else go bananas for something. And I mm-hmm. honestly love it. I honestly am like, hey guys, I'm glad you're having a good time. I only watched half of season one, so I still have a lot to watch, but I can kind of get it, I guess. Yeah, especially if you watched it when you were younger. I think. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of reminds me of the same energy as the Pre-Cure franchise and that Absolutely. community. It, it's yeah. the same energy, honestly. I'm like, <laughs> but two different genres. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see here. Another opinion here. Um, this one is uh, from a previous guest on the show, Century Punk, Robin. Uh, and I guess you can chime in here, Rose, because I guess you watched this together. Uh <laughs> She says, I watched the three Madoka movies, Beginnings, Eternal, and Rebellion. Maybe it's because I had been spoiled on the broader plot details of the series, but the first two movies were fairly mediocre to me, with the highlights being the style, music, and Hamura Madoka's relationship. Rebellion, though, was fantastic, with its upped production values and the focus on Hamura. The ending was satisfying, and I absolutely adore Bebe. I'm glad I watched it. Shaft still rules, and Urobuchi is still my enemy. I am kind of shocked that like both of you seem to have come away from a rebellion positive because i thought that, like, i liked the, it back in the day the consensus so. i thought the consensus was that it was gross i i don't know what what you all you want to talk about it you want to defend rebellion I here can, yeah i will defend rebel so first of all i do want to say with regards to the first two movies um so i ch- i just chose to watch those because i mean so the Gurren Lagann movies are better than the series, right? I've always said that like a million times. Like they do a better job of pacing and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of animation and everything that they do, like the things that they add into the Madoka movies, all that stuff is great, but they end up cutting out a lot of character building. Like okay. a lot. Like to the point where like they cut out almost everything that happens with Mommy. Like except for like the obvious scenes that they would keep in but like they, just, they don't they have just like, got a killer that's it yeah like they don't have any scenes in her apartment <laughs> like you know like where they have tea and stuff like that to show mm-hmm. them like you know bonding or anything like that they don't have like anything to show you like why she became a magical girl or anything like that it, that's a real bummer um and they also cut out the scene where hitomi runs away saying girls can't love girls which is like <laughs> why would you cut that out that's the funniest thing i've ever seen i don't get it like um but those first two movies, I like. I I kind of regretted being like, oh wait, so yeah, we should watch these because they do cut out like way too much. They, and also they end at a weird spot. The first movie ends like right when Sayaka is about to spoilers. Sayaka is about to die, and then the second movie just opens with like her dying, <laughs> and it's like, okay, guys, that's a weird choice to cut there, I guess. But all right. Um, but the thing with Rebellion is that a it looks beautiful b they really started to nail their storytelling presentation way better than the series i think to the point where like they have like all of these cascading things going together the logic of the antagonist is a lot more like compelling than just this trite normal entropy stuff that every anime uses ever 
when they want to seem like they're super smart, you know, like where they come out and they go, the antagonists are doing it because the universe can't last forever, guy. And it's like, whatever. Ah. But they, they went in a lot more interesting way that I think worked well. And I think uh, a big problem that I have with the Madoka series, uh, the original series, is that it just sort of ends and is like, well, fuck you, Homura. I don't know. Like, uh, like it sort of invalidates, like... I didn't feel it, that way. I felt it was just a bittersweet ending about, like, her kind of accepting the, like, that she was never really going to win in, like, in her own sure. way. And then she, it was just her accepting, like, well, I actually, like, did the best that I could, and I saved the world, and I made sure that Madoka's happy in some way, and, you know, I, like, I almost feel like that show, the show is almost about, like, letting go in a relationship in a sense that, like, you know, maybe just... So, like, I, 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 like the the way that that show ends, I almost feel like it's like accepting that someone is like dating someone else or something like that. Like, I kind of felt like that's how it's ending in a way. Well, the thing I like about Rebellion specifically is that it does such a great job of displaying how Homura is like traumatized by all the stuff that she did. Basically, it does a really like much better job of showing like she's fucked up by what happened all the stuff like she's like is not making decisions like she's making decisions based on what her logic that makes sense from her experiences would tell her to do even if it doesn't necessarily make complete sense and stuff like that um and like the way that specifically that ending i really like because it matches with her character that she is going to keep going for this goal because she's trying to do this like she has been trying to do this for so long and like I think, like, there's a specific line she says in the movie that I really, like, understood that she was, like, uh, th- that works with a lot of the themes that it was going with, which is, like, she says, like, I've been going for so long that all of the, um, the that with all of the emotions from going through everything that I have been going, like, pain became inextricably linked to all of those emotions, so now pain is just a part of the good feelings, too, and stuff like that, and I was just, like, like, that that's what ends up happening when you like go through like really bad things. Sometimes like you get caught up with like weird ideas about things just because of how like the brain works and stuff. And I just, I really like that movie a lot. I think like its presentation is fantastic. Uh, it has a lot of more blatant gay stuff like Sayaka and Kyoko. Um, that's really good. Maybe I should actually watch it because I just I stayed away from it from so long just because like have you never seen it like just so many people just kept saying like don't watch it it's Urobochi just like leaning into punishing Hamura and I'm just like I really don't want because I really liked how that original series ended I really like Hamura uh, maybe I, maybe I should watch it it's just I don't know just the thought of like. It's it's just it's like so many people just told me not to, and I mean I trust you, and maybe I will, but God, it just I don't know. I just heard so much shit, and then I just don't fucking trust or, trust Urobochi to do something like that. I don't no, never trust that man. But like I I don't know. I I I I tend to have these edge opinions on things, so I don't know. You don't necessarily have to trust me, but I I really really liked it uh rewatching it again i was worried that i wouldn't i was worried based on like what you had said like perhaps like because i watched that film when it came out in theaters um back in like 2013 so i was still like let's say not the most aware of things 
necessarily with themes regarding misogyny and media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, so I was expecting like to like, oh yeah, like rewatch it and be like, oh no. But I rewatched it and I liked it even more than I did before. Like it, the animation is like beautiful. It's like the most shaft ass shaft thing ever, but it doesn't end up like feeling like hweedy toity like a lot of monogatari stuff can yeah, <laughs> you know okay. what i'm talking about like yes it's yes, it's do. very like down to earth like it's it's visually beautiful it's doing all the crazy visual stuff that monogatari does and it has like some nuance to the conversations and a lot of like in-depth look at character stuff but it doesn't go like crazy like well now let me compare it to the doves that grow in southern africa and fly through the sky because it's quite similar to that you know like it's nothing like that yeah. or anything mm-hmm. so I, I really, I was really happy with it. I really liked it. it. It doesn't have, like, the happiest ending in the world, I guess, but it has a compelling ending that follows with the story. Okay. All right. I'll think about it. All right. Uh, let's see. Harlequin Wheels asks, uh, which anime slash game mascot with a perverted personality would be the most satisfying to empty a gallon of milk on? Bonus question. <laughs> if they can turn into a human, which one would be the most satisfying to kick in the shins? Pour a gallon of milk on him? What does like wheels milk. do all day? What What's the milk? Is this what wheels does? I guess to yeah, tiny... Like, I, I guess wheels does this to tiny horny animals. That's, that's what I'm guessing <laughs> he does. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Merlin from Fate. <laughs> he's not is an it, animal. He's, he, he's yeah, uh, well, oh, then, then is he your answer for kicking in the shins? Uh, I mean, that's if they can turn into a human. So, like, the thing is, I was going to say Teddy, but I like Teddy at least a little bit, you know, still, despite it all. Like, I still like Teddy. I feel bad for Teddy. He was... I feel bad for Teddy, too. He was turned into that. <laughs> He's a product of his environment. Yeah. That's that's not his fault. Fucking... I don't, I don't even hate Morgana, but at the very least, Morgana was like that. All right? Nope, yeah. nope. That didn't happen to Morgana. Morgana was like that from the start. Teddy, te- they dropped a poor innocent bear in a room with a bunch of <laughs> porno, and they just, like, expected him to be okay. <laughs> That's the plot of Persona 4. That is the plot of Persona 4. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> they expected him to be okay. <laughs> uh, he was not okay. He wasn't. Do you have an answer, LV? I, I have to think about it. Um, okay. There's so many choices. It's difficult like Q- to pick Q- one. Kubi is a Kubi is a product of his like unfortunate. You know, like I can't. I can't just. I He's like kind of intentionally a bastard yeah, though. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah, that's is true. he horny? Like, he, he's not though, right? I don't recall. Oh um, yeah, I guess he's not really horny. Hmm. Like he's a little bastard, but it's not like he's like yeah. oh. I like oh just little, the little girl yeah it's not mm-hmm. you know like you know like Dara or something but I wouldn't I wouldn't beat up Dara like Dara's fine Dara's just like he just needs to be pushed around once in a while he I don't, needs I to go to a school he needs sensitivity sub- training yeah <laughs> <laughs> right right like what <laughs> like I wouldn't subject him to like milk I that might be bad for birds um, <laughs> as is he's overeating the mochi. That also yeah. is bad for birds. Birds shouldn't be eating like rice-based products. Jeez, um, don't they explode if they eat rice? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> that's what was happening to him. Well, oh, they imply no. he's a robot multiple times. I want to say, yeah, because he's like a projector. He's like a projector. Thing. She says like one of your circuits he, must be on the fritz like twice yeah, or something, a, and I'm like, he's what? a projector, and he he doesn't remember what happens when he's a project. Oh, it's fucked up. 
God, I don't, I don't know what country they're from. Jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's like that's like such an annoying trope throughout. Like, um, what was what's that? So you think I was never like into Bleach? What is that creature in Bleach? Oh, Con. Con. He's really bad. Yeah, I was not into Con. Like my brief, like, like, you know, dabble into Bleach. I didn't stick around for it. It was just not my thing. But Con, I didn't like Con. Like, I felt like he was unnecessary. Oh, like um, extremely. It was li- he was literally designed to be like I feel like exactly like Tide Kubo was like oh fuck I don't have anything to write this week time to just write whatever yeah. like weird horny dream I had like a, I guess yeah, like with this fucking character. stuffed animal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, since it says game, I'm gonna say uh, Tales of Berseria has this fucking little cat thing called Bienfu, and he is a little bastard. He's horrible. He did this thing where he like tricked some like girl into like doing all this stuff by saying like that it was part of like their magical partnership and it was so gross it was just horrible it was like i hate this little man that's Ugh. bad he's ba- bad he wears a little hat too so if you poured milk on him it would get under the hat and then he'd just feel horrible <laughs> his little hat will crumple up good i think i think wheels is onto something yeah mm. got poured the milk in is it? I'm trying to. Is there even like? I'm trying to think of like a really bad. Uh, there are like so many I can think of, but I can't think of them. You know, like yeah. I like know that they're out there, but I, I've blocked them like in my memory so that I don't remember them. Like I only remember the good ones. Like Chio's dad is very strange in Azumanga Daio. Like I remember stuff like that. Like oh yeah, Chio's yeah, dad, yeah. Santa. He's also Santa. So like, why would you? You know, don't. Like, leave Santa alone. Like, I only remember those good ones. I love the dog in, like, Hill Hill, like, for instance. Like, it's like, oh, it's like a cute little, cute little rascal. Like, I, I don't remember the bad ones, you know, think, like, a carrot, yeah. But that is such a common trope. It's like, why is it not coming to my head, right? Um, you know what I want to pour some milk on? Some cereal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just a thought yeah. from me to you. <laughs> Just a little thought. All right. I guess we'll move on. Uh, last question is uh from uh Kwayanobu. uh it's uh with kyoani on the mind k on season two had a very distinct glow up in production quality compared to season one what are some of your favorite examples of this in a series you have watched john i prohibit you from saying pokemon sun and moon because we know already okay. <laughs> wow okay thanks as an extremely cursed example irredeemably bad series Haganai got a much better production for season two because the studio had Oremo money. It did not make... <laughs> That's blood money right there. Yeah. Blood money. It did not make Haganai be not awful, though. <laughs> oh, blood money can't fix anyone's problems. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Um, I found, yeah, like, with all its flaws, you know, my love-hate relationship with Bungo Stray Dogs, it has distinctly improved per season. Um, and I don't know if, if that's a result of, like, the direct... Because I'm pretty sure it, it's accurately following how the manga arcs wor- ro- um, work. But season one had so many strange things where they kept doing flashbacks. They kept reusing footage. It was very slow. It was very slow. And, like, like towards the end of season one onwards, like, it got better at focusing on different characters. Um, it... it, it, it like in production quality seems like it gone up too. Like they stopped doing the whole thing where they kept reusing footage, etc. And like it started, ex- and I guess it's also a result of the story exploring more serious things. Um, um, 
yeah, I felt like that, like, you know, cause that's the most recent example coming to mind since like that ended recently. And of course my end in- of in- inevitably have a season four at some point. Um, but that came to mind recently. Um, yeah, it definitely improved like per season, like, like it, it reflected in both the story and the production quality, I think. Um, I'm sure there's other things I can think of, but that's my most recent thing I can name. Hmm. Um, it's not a perfect answer because it's not like it was bad, but God, even though the first season was really good, season two of Mob Psycho was so much better still. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that counts. Yeah, the animation kicked up with that, too. I think Mm -hmm. that's like, I think that was like a big thing for it as well. I agree. Absolutely. Hmm. I, I, it would be easy for me to say, like, the Gurren Lagann uh, movies were, like, very good. Like, I think I liked the original series of Gurren Lagann, but the movies, like, fixed, like, every single problem with it. The animation became so much better. The pacing became so much better. It was like, oh, wow, you did a great job with this. Like, fantastic. Good work. Um, if you're talking, like, just anime season to season, uh, part four of JoJo... Oh, yeah. In terms of, like, animation and presentation and everything compared to part three was, like, miles ahead. Like, they really stepped it up, I think. Like, obviously there were the story stuff going on in that to be better, but, Mm -hmm. like, even just, like, animation and music and everything was just, it was a lot better. Like, it managed to capture, like, what that series looked like, like part three did, but not look bad like part three did a lot of the time Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't say that yeah does that do it then is that all of our Uh, yeah that's 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 everything for questions i think we're done here all right then um so uh should i say our next anime because we've we've got it uh y'all voted for this right like we we took we took your requests patron requests yeah we um i kind of just threw it up because uh i forgot to do it for a little bit that was my (laughs) bad um but uh on patreon now you can go to our patreon which is patreon.com slash vgcc and there will be a post on there uh you might have to scroll a little bit you know because we're going to be posting stuff but there is a post on the patreon uh we'll post another one here and there that you can comment on that you can give us requests for shows that we can watch in the future. Um, the rules are just that it needs to be, you know, like reasonable, like 12 episodes, and it needs to be readily available, and it can't have any like crazy triggering content, you know, maybe like one or two things, but, you know, just something that people can reasonably handle and that we can be aware of beforehand so you can tell people. Um, just, you know, be reasonable. Something that you can show to, that you would want to show to your friends, that you would want to show to us. Um, we already got a good amount of uh, replies. We're going to save everything that you all are recommending. So, you know, it's not like we're just going to keep throwing out old ones and then bringing the new ones in. We're going to keep all of that in rotation. So it's going to be every other month. So this upcoming month is going to be something you vote on next month is going to be i think it's is it my turn again i think it is yeah yeah yes 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 it is your turn again yeah so then it'll be me then another patron vote then some then uh i think 
you, Rose, I think. Um, yeah, yes, 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 yeah, yes, 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 yes. Let's just, let, we'll figure it out. It, it, what matters is that you get to vote every other time. So go patreon.com slash VGCC. You have to pay $3 to do it, to comment. So if you want to get in on voting, it's $3. Cool. All right. Well, that, I guess that that takes our Patreon plug there too. You got yeah. it. Um, all right. And cool. So, um, what is the anime? You, we did not. Say yeah. What, what is. is the anime? I would say. say uh, no, I got it. Okay. It's it's uh, erased. Is what we are going to watch. Um, you can find it on Crunchyroll. It's all right there. It's very easy to find. Thank this time. I feel like a past few times, we've. I mean, high dive isn't that out of the way, I guess I should say, but, um, yeah, it's, this one's nice and easy. Just watch it 12 episodes. There's not even a movie this time, I don't think, so. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're just gonna watch a race. It'll be a nice time, maybe. I've heard it's sad, so maybe it won't be a nice time, but we'll see. <laughs> it's pretty sad, yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, I, guess, I guess we should um i guess we should shout out the person who recommended it um oh yeah sure go for it yeah thanks to barrel our patron barrel uh who recommended erased uh so we will we will watch your recommendation barrel thank you for the recommendation and uh ever thank you everyone else for your recommendations uh we'll shout you out if we pick yours yeah um, and I'm looking forward to whatever else anyone recommends because mm-hmm. the first recommendations we got were pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that does it, I guess. That's, that's another episode in the books. Mm-hmm. We did it. We talked about Tom Moko Market for, oh, I, I said Tom Moko Market. Tomamo! <laughs> Back to Tomamo. Uh, um, we talked about that for a while, but I think we all, we had a lot to say about it, you know? And you know what? I think it marks at least the very least that it is a good work of fiction overall if we had so much to say. Like, it inspired mm-hmm. that much, like, debate. And we wanted it to be better in ways because of the good things we liked. And yeah. I think that's, that's... That's always a nice thing you can be, is, like, that you want something to be better. That's the best criticism, I think, <laughs> something can sure. get. Um, but, yeah, that, that does it. Thank you both for joining me. Uh, Trixie should be here next time probably barring anything else uh and uh yeah so that about does it for this week's episode of chuchigatri have a good one